Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit gemrate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast where we talk TTMs, cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. It is season five, episode 22. It is Saturday, June 3rd. We hit June, Drew. Can you believe it? That's amazing. <laughs> I am actually heading to the Red Sox game and the Rays game tomorrow afternoon, which would be Saturday. So we're getting a little jump on it today, recording this on Friday the 2nd. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff in the news, a lot of cool collecting stuff. We have grading numbers, the big three, all sorts of fun stuff coming for you. You are listening to the Nationally Ranked Sports Card Podcast hosted by me, Jeff Baker. I am talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host who was on semi-retirement for at least a couple (laughs) more hours, right? His name is Drew Pelto. He is from Dallas, Texas. And uh, welcome, Drew. Drew is on YouTube. If you don't follow DEFW Graffer on YouTube, you're missing something. Hey, buddy. Hey, good to be here as always. How's the video going? I know you just just posted one. I still have to watch it. Yeah, I just posted up there the other day. Has the previous two weeks all in it. It's been been kind of slow. So I've, you know, figured, okay, well, fine. We'll do, you know, two weeks at about 30 minutes rather than, you know, one week at 10 or 15 and just roll with that. But yeah, it's got some good stuff in it, I think. It's funny how TTMs and returns just go in in a flow, right? You yeah. go, you like, you have a couple good weeks and then they kind of slow down for a week or two. Yep, then it yep. speeds up. There's no kind of rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, especially, I mean, I sit there and I send out like 15 of them and I'm thinking, okay, you know, maybe two weeks we'll start seeing one or two of those roll in. And after a month, it's like, okay, maybe we'll see five or six of them roll in and then nothing. It's like, Okay, fine. I don't know what's going on here, but yeah, then they start trickling in after that. Yeah, it's just strange. It's fun, though. It's it's still yeah. fun. Well, hey, I went to the Red Sox and the Cincinnati Reds game the other night, and they lost, of course. My mm-hmm. Red Sox are horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, but they lost to the Reds who have let the Reds, their, their roster, I literally knew two people on their roster uh, that, that played in the game. I didn't, it was, it was just like, oh my God, I knew India who won the rookie of the year and yeah. I knew their catcher and that was it. I, uh, Joey Vado didn't play. I think he's hurt and they really don't have anybody, but they kicked the Red Sox butt when, when I went. <laughs> you know, what's sad is that the Red Sox, despite being in last in the American League East, if they're in the AL Central, they would be half a game out of first. No, I know. Don't it's, don't, it's don't get him going. We just lost. We just lost Chris Sale again. Yeah. So he he has uh, he makes more money sitting on the bench than than pitching, which yeah. which is tough. So I am going to the game uh, tomorrow. It's supposed to rain here in Boston, so I'm hoping that we miss the rain. Uh, I la- I'm looking forward to seeing Wander. And uh, we're going to see the afternoon game. So that's why we're recording early. The Red Sox do a cool thing at their store, uh, their their team store. They always bring in former players. And I got to see, uh, meet uh, Chico Walker. I don't know if you remember him. He was the outfielder. Yep. He played for the Red Sox for a couple of years. And they also played for the uh, Mets and the Cubs. 
Yeah. yeah, he actually played for 10 years. I looked up his statistics. He played 10 years in the majors. Mm-hmm. So I got a, a picture with him and an autograph, which is cool. And then Skip Lockwood was supposed to be there, but he got caught in traffic. Oh, jeez. So, so uh, we, well, I didn't wait around for him, but I, I'm sure he, he showed up. So they usually have two guys uh, during the week. I'm not sure if they do anything on the weekend. So I'll let you know tomorrow. Hopefully uh, they give out, you know, they have a nice, um, like a five by seven black and white that the guy signs and the lines aren't too long for autographs. So and there's no, no extra charge for it. The only thing is you have to have a ticket to go to the game to, to get the, the free autograph, you know? Yeah. So it was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I know you've had a busy week and you've been on, you've been, you've been on semi vacation, right? Semi, semi retirement. Yeah, kind of uh, kind of on call right now while we uh, wait for the computer systems to get back up and everything. But uh, we had a meeting about whatever had happened, just try to, you know, clear up some uh, bad reporting that happened in uh, among an, an, another site, we'll just say, or another uh, another uh, another channel, we'll just say. Uh, the first one to break the story had a few things wrong on it. And so they wanted to, you know, clarify that for all of us employees and everything. And it looks like it was just a it was just a theft attempt trying to just take a, just any, a straight burglary. Somebody looking for some cars. Yeah, yeah they're trying to take out any kind of you know boxes, cases, anything like that, that they can get their hands on. And it was somebody who st- still it was somebody who knows the building well because I mean they knew enough to be able to cut the uh, cut the alarm system, the camera system, and everything. And then when after they did go after the computer system, which is you know why I've been kind of just sitting here waiting, twiddling my thumbs here most of the week, but. Yeah, they didn't get away with that many cards because uh, of, I guess when they uh, when they got the got to the computer system, it uh, knocked everything offline. It alerted IT, hey, all these servers are down, and they went to go and check it out. When they showed up, they got spooked and ran. So, uh, yeah, they didn't get away with much. And if they whatever they did get away with, it wasn't what it could have been. That's for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's been uh, that's that's what the latest was there. It was a ro- it was a, a robbery or theft attempt, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Out of those, so so I don't know what what are these guys going to do? They're going to sit. This, what are they going to sit in their basement and open all the cards and try to pull all, all the good cards, or are they you think they're going to they were going to try to sell them on the on the black market, so to speak, or the open market? Yeah, probably just try to you know flip them at a show or something like that. You know, whether it's the cards or whether it's the cases or boxes as a whole. You know, I mean, there's no good way to trace any of that stuff unless it's. Uh, you know, like a serial numbered card that they know particular in particular that one particular serial numbered card is missing. They go, aha, well, that was stolen and go from there. So, yeah. Right. And there's really no way to know what what's in a sealed right, right. case, so to speak. Right. 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 So, all right. Well, I guess, you know, at least we, uh, it's much more fun if it was a corporate espionage, but right. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I so feel- my initial theory was wrong in that case. So uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that it was wrong though. Cause you know, I worked with some good people there, Panini, who went over to Fanatics, and I would hate to, I would really hate it if they had done something like that. So to know they're not behind it, that is a huge relief and definitely good to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's straight burglars, it's straight burglary, and and that's a problem in our hobby, right? There's right. Uh, card stores are getting broken into all the time. People are stealing oh, yeah. stuff at shows. Um, we always hear of, of guys getting stuff stolen, even at the National last year. So, yeah. uh, you know, where, where there's a lot of money, uh, you know, crime follows i guess right they, they yeah just seems to be the case yep well i'm glad it's not corporate espionage uh but part of me was kind of a little bumming because i <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it makes a little for a little more intrigue and a little a little better uh chatting back and forth but right. as we said when we, we talked about this on uh, wednesday everything was fresh we were only given our opinions we didn't you yep. know we're, we're not reporting we're more more like um commenting right and giving our right. uh, opinion on what's going on so um 
I guess that's good, and, and I'm glad things are gotten starting to clean up. I know you had uh, you went out and uh, got a couple of games and graphed a couple of games as well. Yeah, I went down to Cleburne, just south of Fort Worth. There, they've got the American Association Railroaders play out of there. And so on, let's see, what day was that? It was uh, Sunday was the first one I went to against the Chicago Dogs. Their manager, of course, is Butch Hobson, but Butch Butch did not make, yeah, Butch didn't make the trip for some reason. Oh, no. Not sure why he didn't. I know in some cases there are some, uh, some guys in the league don't make every trip when it comes to the coaching staffs and everything. Like uh, Frank White, for example, is the first base coach for the Kansas City Monarchs, but he never goes on the road. He only does home games. And when Mike Henneman was their pitching coach, he only did home games, never did any road games. So Interesting. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get when it comes to coaching staffs there sometimes. So uh, Stu Clyburn, though, was there, former uh, pitcher for the Angels, and a couple other guys I was able to get that were players who have cards. And then on Monday, it was the Sioux City Explorers that came in for a game. So got a couple of their guys. Um, Unfortunately, and there's another guy who didn't travel. One of their starting pitchers I had a couple of cards for. And I was sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. And eventually their manager, Steve Montgomery, comes over and says, who are you waiting for? And I told him, he's like, oh. He didn't travel with us because he's starting Friday at home and just, and I'm like, I thought that might be the case because I saw he had just started Sunday night. So I figured, okay, he might not travel. And yeah, that's exactly what happened. So it's too bad. Yeah. But I mean, I did pretty well overall. Got 32 cards signed between the two games. So pretty happy with that. And uh, yeah, got my stuff, uh, got some stuff in the mail that we'll talk about later on as well. Very cool. Well, guys, we have a fun show for you. I just want to remind everyone, Wednesday, our Wednesday show, it's called TTM Cast One-on-One. And we got Brandon Versal, who is the founder and producer for The Cards Life, the TV show. They're starting their third season uh, in a couple of weeks. And we're going to talk to Brandon about The Cards Life and, and about um, his TV show and uh, dealing with Matt Strom and dealing and all the cool stories they follow. So that will be on next uh, on Wednesday's show this week today. We have Nicky Andrews, who's a huge TTM collector. This guy is awesome, Drew. He put together the 1986 Flair set autographed oh, nice. in four in four months. He completed it four months. Oh, now, between you and I, he doesn't have any problems spending a lot of money on cards. So, right, yeah. So he, he did spend some money on some cards, but he did put it together in four months, which is great. And now he's working on the 1969 Tops basketball set. And he's got, he's down to about 19 cards he needs, which is unbelievable. He's working on, he's been working on it for like two months. And again, he, he, he spent, I think he spent $7,500 on the Will Chamberlain card. So he does not mind buying cards if they're, they're worth the money, if you know what I mean. So meanwhile, I've been sitting here working for 20 years plus on my, uh, on my tops, uh, all my tops, uh, Top's total hockey set here, and he's doing this stuff in four months. That's amazing. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's awesome. So we're gonna th- we're gonna talk to Nick about TTMing. He's a really nice guy. He's a Boston guy. I didn't even know when I first met him that he was a Boston guy, and uh, he he really is. He's really into it. He's 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 working on that sixty nine set, the nineteen eighty tops, the three the three one. He's, oh, yeah. he's working on that as well. Then nice. we're going to have uh, Clemente Lise, and Clemente and I are going to talk a little hockey, a little collectibles. Um, a little soccer stuff. Clemente, of course, uh, joins us every month uh, talking about soccer and hockey, and we talk about uh, a lot of stuff with Clemente. So that's coming up in Clemente's world. Next week, we're going to have um, Les, Les Wolf will be on, and we have a, a um, Star Wars collector. He's really into cards. Uh, his, his moniker on um, Instagram is Star Wars Card Crazy, and we'll talk to him about all the new Star Wars uh, cards and the, the vintage cards and all that. So that will be next week. 
We also have all our regular segments, right, Drew? Of course we do. We've got Baker's Dozen. We'll cover all of the latest hobby news from about the previous week or so. We've got Collector's Corner, as you mentioned, with Nick Andrews joining us, Clemente Lisi joining us right after that as well. Making the grade, covering all things from the world of grading in the hobby. We've got the TTM cast stamp of approval. Jeff and I give our thumbs up to something, anything from the previous week. Vern Rap Minute covering deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics. Anybody that you might consider TTMing, if they have died, we will let you know about it. And the main reason why you're here and why we're here, our TTM returns. Well, Drew, we have a lot of new listeners. Uh, we, we were up uh, 18% the last two weeks for listeners. So, guys... Thank you, our old listeners, our regular listeners, our, our our longtime listeners. We thank you if you're new to the program. Thank you very much. If you don't know, Drew gets a quarter every time he gives out the email address. So yes. we're gonna get. If we love to hear from you, if you want to get, you want to enter a contest, if you want to ask questions for Drew or Les or Clemente or, or even me, just send us an email too. TTMcast at yahoo.com. Yep, save that guy. That that's the most powerful email in the hobby. We always have giveaways. We don't have a giveaway this week, but we are going to announce our our, our concerts winners, right? We have a we have a, a raffle winners that we're going to announce. So we we all we love to hear from you guys. Send us an email. Let us know how we're doing. I love to hear from Drew's cousins, Drew's aunts and uncles. Always send me an email. Send us an email too. TTMcast at yahoo.com. All right, buddy. I think we got all our house cleaning in order, right? We're ready yep, to go. Yep. Think so. All right, next up, Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Baker's Dozen is the new summary of what's been going on in the hobby, all sorts of stuff, and never a dull moment. Drew and I were just talking about the <laughs> the, the break-in. We'll just call it the break-in, right? The, yeah, That's all exactly. it is now, and hopefully that we don't have to mention the break-in anymore. Um, there's also always stuff going on in the hobby. I just want to remind everyone, I want to thank our, our uh, sponsor, Collects. It's a great app, Collects app. All you have to do is go to your uh, Google Play or your um, App Store on Apple, Download the Collects app. Doesn't cost you anything. And Collects is giving away $10 to your first purchase in the Collects Marketplace. Or you can use it towards a Collects hat or T-shirt or whatever you want. It's really easy. Just send me your name and your email address. I'll send the, the, the name, your information over to Collects, and they will send you a $10 coupon. Guys, remember, to, to redeem the coupon, you have to have download the Collects app. So make sure you download the Collects app. Send me your name and your email address to ttmcast at yahoo.com. Yeah, put $10 coupon in the subject line. Every uh, every other week or so, I send over a list of names. We've I've got one uh, list of names already over. I'm going to send another one over uh, probably mid-next week. So send me your, your name and your mailing address, and it's a $10 coupon, and we will get that over to Collects. We've right, got Drew, some we uh, to... raffle winners. Oh, go ahead. Raffle winners turn out. So <laughs> we're drum roll, please. We're going to drum roll. What do you want? 
And so winners of the Jude Druan cards. First one winner is Steve Sanker of Old Bridge, New Jersey. They have one of those cards coming your way. And winner number two, Neil Cousin of Franklin, Massachusetts. So a couple of uh, Northeasterners there as the winners. What's that? It's a couple East Coast boys. Yeah, a couple East Coast boys there as our winners for this week. So congratulations to you guys. Jeff, send those cards out to you here very soon, and we'll have those headed your way. Yep, I'll drop them in the mail to you guys uh, this week. Congratulations, and thank you for entering. Drew, what we saw, our, our fr friends at uh, PSA, they, they had uh, a layoff of 11 people this week, which is kind of different for PSA. They've been they've been growing, and I think maybe just kind of a little corporate cleaning. They uh, laid off Dave Steinberg, who was the uh, company's director of customer experience, also Terry Mejia, Malia and Todd Tobias. Todd has been on the program before. Both Terry and Todd worked on um, their newsletter, on the PSA newsletter. So um, just, just just cleaning out, uh, out uh, a little uh, people. It's weird to see PSA have some layoffs, but you know, it's, it's a business sometimes, right? We got to remember that it's a business sometimes. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the nature of things. Sometimes you're going to see where you might have redundancies or where you can cut back on things. And looks like in this case, well, the marketing staff is uh, the one that gets it this time around. Yep, sorry to see that. We have some auction news to let you guys know about. We do indeed. PWCC just had a big auction, a 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan sticker graded at a Beckett 8, sold for $21,600 at uh, that auction. That's uh. I know we've covered one for a while ago that went for, I think it was a PSA 10 that definitely went to the six figures, maybe even hit the million mark, but PSA 8 at 21,000 is still a very nice uh, sale price right there for the seller. Yeah, those stickers are historically, they're off center, right? Centering yes. is a big problem with those. Yes. That typically, yeah, seems to be the case on a lot of sticker sets, it seems. So yeah, cool to see a PSA uh, or a Beckett 8 there go at that price. A couple others, uh, higher grade ones, PSA 10s from the 1969 Tops basketball set. Got the Kevin Lowry rookie card, went for $84,000, and the Ron Williams went for $60,000. Yeah, that just shows you if you get a card that's, that, that's a 10, it's going to make money, right? Yes. That's all that tells you. Hey, Drew, the National is coming up where I think we're in the, in the 50s, right? 50-something days away? Yeah, somewhere around there. It's less than two months for sure. Well, they, they announced three more signers. We have Steve Largent. Steve Largent's a great signer through the mail. Uh, I believe he's $10 through the mail, right? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah, he is uh, going to be signing at the National. Now, Paul Molitor, uh, Baseball Hall of Famer, and John Randall from the Minnesota Vikings football fame. Uh, I don't believe he signs through the mail. Does he, Drew? Uh, no, Randall does not. Molitor is still accessible for, I think, like $20 or something like that. So, yeah. So three more signers for the national, Steve Largent, Paul Molitor, and John Randall. And I bet we'll still see um, a trickling of guys added to the, the list, probably up until the, the national's over. I just saw Joe Montana was supposed to be there and he canceled. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's a, so, so that's he will, Montana will not be at the national. No. We, we have some new releases, a lot of new releases this weekend. Yeah, got a, uh, some football stuff coming out here with the NFL Donruss Optic for 2022. In there, you're going to see 20 packs with four cards per pack, one autograph per box. Price tag on that one, $530. We have a release from uh, Panini. It's Panini Select. It's 2022-23 Panini Select Serie A Soccer, which is the Italian Soccer League. And they, you get 12 cards in, in a, 12 packs, five cards in a pack. You get three autos or memorabilia. Boxes are going for about $625. Clemente, Lisa, and I are going to talk about that uh, in Clemente's world coming up. So make sure you stick around for that. Nice. Got some uh, basketball coming out as well. 22-23 impeccable basketball from Panini. 
That's going to be a nine cards, uh, nine nine cards per box, including five autographs, three base or uh, base parallel cards, and one metal insert. One thousand four hundred fifty dollars the price tag there. Yeah, we have a nice Donruss uh, baseball, two thousand twenty three. Bought Donruss baseball, twenty four packs, six eight cards per pack. You get three autos or memorabilia. Uh, a hobby box is going for about a hundred bucks. That's two thousand twenty three Donruss baseball for about a hundred bucks. Got some uh, Bowman Mega Boxes coming out here as well. You'll see six packs per box with five cards per pack with two Mega Chronicle packs. $45 only the price on that one. So a nice uh, nice little Bowman product there. It's always fun to see that one come out every year. Yeah, I saw they were on stock and Target online, and I'm sure Walmart has them too. Yep. Um, not, not a bad buy if you haven't picked up any Bowman for this year. Also, the 2022-23 Bowman Chronicle, I mean Chrome University Basketball. You get 24 packs, four cards per pack, two autos for $220. That's 2022-23 Bowman Chrome University Basketball. 24 packs for $220. I'll get it right, Joy, I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got some uh, stuff coming out next week just on the horizon, so keep an eye out for this one. Tops Series 2 Baseball is going to be hitting the shelves. It's always a favorite product that we talk about on the show here every time it comes out. And for 22-23, Upper Deck Extended Series Hockey will be out as well. Once again, those are coming next week, so keep an eye out for uh, those on the horizon. Yeah, those are two big releases next week. Looking yep. forward to them. Hey, guys, just just a card to uh, watch. Uh, is, you know, we've, we've been watching the NHL playoffs all, you know, for the last, what, month and a half, right, Drew? Yeah, and th yeah. this guy is tearing it up. I'm talking about Matthew Kachuk from the Florida Panthers. His 2016-2017 Upper Deck Young Guns card. It's card number 231. You can get it for about 50 bucks ungraded, which is not a bad deal. Uh, I don't know if it's going to continue to rise in value, but it, it, uh, you know, if he be if, if Florida wins and he's the Con Smythe winner, it, it, it might be something to look into. Right? What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, $50 is a fairly affordable price on that one, especially, I mean, for a Young Guns card, because usually even the scrubs and the Young Guns are going for at least 10 bucks. So being able to snag somebody like that for 50 who has a chance to be a uh, major award winner here, possibly, definitely look into that. Look into grabbing that one. Very cool. Well, guys, that wraps up Baker's Dozen for the week. Um, next up is Clemente's World. If it's soccer, hockey, or collectibles, it's in Clemente's World. It's time for Clemente's World with Clemente Lisi. With the summer just around the corner, baseball cards are heating up. Send your MLB stars, rookies, and prospects cards to CSG Cards for grading. Protect your PC and get your cards in the best holders in the hobby. Whether it's cards of Shohei Otani, Corbin Carroll, or Drew Jones, CSG Cards offers fast turnaround times with low grading fees. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. Go to csgcards.com. Well, we've had uh, Clemente Lisa uh, on the show for, I don't know, a year and a half, two years now, right, Joe? He's, we've yep. had him since, we had him before World Cup when we were talking World Cup. Clemente, of course, is uh, a big soccer guy, but he's also a big hockey guy. And uh, we talked to Clemente about uh, the hockey finals, and we all talked, I also talked to him about some hockey collectibles, baseball collectibles, and a lot of other stuff. So please enjoy Clemente Lise in Clemente's World. All right, guys, you get your passport ready. You get all your IDs. You got to go through checkpoints because we only let certain people into Clemente's World. Welcome, Clemente Lise. Hey, hi, Jeff. 
Yeah, we are going to be tough and let uh, be picky on who we let in. Like, are we going to let low lives like Pelto in, or is it this open to everybody? Oh, it's open to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and Drew knows I'm only kidding. Only you want to create, you want to create the aura of exclusivity, but then you yeah. want to let everyone in. That's right. So we Clemente joins us every month. We talk hockey. We talk collecting. We talk soccer. Clemente has a great free newsletter. You should really sign up for. It's called Soccer Planet, right? Yeah, Planet Soccer. Planet Soccer. <laughs> I always mess those two up. Planet Soccer. Clemente, well, why don't you let people know how they can sign up for it? Yeah, you can go to planetsoccer.substack.com and uh, sign up. Um, May was my best month for traffic, so it means people are enjoying it. And for those who are interested in the U.S. national team, the men and the women, both will be playing lots of games this summer. So I know a lot of soccer fans in America really enjoy the national team. Uh, there'll be a lot of coverage of that, uh, including the Women's World Cup, and the men will be playing in the Nations League and the Gold Cup. So a very yeah. busy. I'm going to throw you a curveball, right? Because we didn't talk about this in our in our pre-show meeting, quote unquote. Right. <laughs> Panini has you know, just released a new soccer um, set. Select uh, the Serie A. Right. area yeah yeah what do you think so, yeah no i think it's great you know when i was in italy just now I, I was there for a few weeks uh in may um and i saw a lot of the panini um seria score that was out there and select was just about to come out there i think they're going to get it there before we got it here i will say that i think collectors in europe are really gravitating more towards the cars and less towards the stickers which i think is is something that the american the North American hobby has imposed on them a little bit, but yep. I think it's going to be, a, it's a great, I think it's a great set. I think the, the great thing about select is over prism is that there's often less printed uh, select is, is, is uh, less fewer cards. I, I like the select better, but I'm so bad at determining what level they are. You know, I can't, I can't look at the select and say, Oh, that's the uh, upper the, deck. That's promenade the, or the mezzanine. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right about that. And what they did with Serie A, I noticed on some of the cards, especially the rookies, the, the different levels, the card looks different and that's helpful, but otherwise I wouldn't know. And I'm not, I'm not sure if it's on the back or anything, but I will say um, my fear with select Serie A is that it could be expensive. Like select premier league was pretty expensive per box. Okay. Um, so we'll see when the, the, the price point isn't out yet, but I definitely want to get my hands on it. When I was in Italy, I actually went to a Serie A game. I went to see Napoli versus Inter Milan. Nice. And seeing a, you know, a, a soccer game in Europe is a different experience altogether. Um, sure. I've done that before, but I haven't done it in a long time because of COVID. And it was fun to be there. And Napoli won the league this year. So the whole city was really into it. And it was pretty amazing. If you look on social media, you'll see there's a lot, there's been lots celebrating for the past couple of weeks. But yeah, I do think collectors are into the cards and they're also into doing what we do here, which is go to trainings and try to get players to sign the cards, yep. which is a very new phenomenon in Europe because. Uh, uh, fans in Europe tend to want to get autographs on jerseys, or they want to get them on posters. They never got the stickers autographed because, like, as you know, stickers went in the album and that was it. But I, I right. they're not really conducive yeah. to getting autographs on. Yeah, them. exactly, exactly. And I mean, the select will be hard to get signed because it's shiny. You have to prep the cards, but like score, those are perfect to get signed. And I've seen a lot of those floating on eBay um, and other places. So I do think that there's definitely a change. I know that recently there was a Paris card show there's one in london there's one in germany and these are mostly based around soccer there's a lot of basketball also in europe yep. and formula one but i do think that there is a, a shift now uh in the european mindset which is kind of cool and maybe we'll see some europeans at the national I, I know i did last year so you know what's funny is i went to the i was at the red Sox game yesterday and directly behind us 
this guy was had a friend and i think he you know he was from europe someplace and had no idea what baseball was had never seen a baseball game you know just like at at all in fenway park and you've been to fenway it's it's a great place to watch a game and uh the guy was trying to explain the rules of baseball to him and and i was just sitting there i'm like this is a stupid game with all these rules if you don't (laughs) if you don't know if you weren't brought up on it it's really hard to follow don't you think i agree it's funny because um we're snobby about baseball and then when someone tries to explain cricket to us we're like that's complicated we don't want to know about that oh i know cricket and baseball a lot alike and so it's funny how that is but you know in america we grew up with it the only other country i can think of that has this tie to baseball is japan and part of the caribbean yeah american influence but you're right when you sit down and try to explain baseball to people it really is weird and complicated. I tried to explain to my parents who are immigrants from Italy and they just are like, you know, I don't want, you know, halfway through it, they're like, you know what? I don't care enough. To yeah, it's, it's too much information, I guess. But I will say, though, to go to a, like a Yankee Stadium or a Fenway and to see that history, it's like an American who would go see a soccer game and has never been to one. Right. The, the environment. Now, soccer is a lot easier to understand because it's like hockey. It's pretty easy. Uh, baseball is a lot of rules and, uh, as you know, a lot of newer rules. But at the same time, I think when you when you're a visitor to another country and you and you immerse yourself in their culture, sports is a big part of that. And I think it's a lot of fun. And so to see foreigners come to see baseball games is actually kind of cool. Just like it's cool to see Americans in Italy watching soccer. I saw a lot of that, too. So, you know, I I, I think of trying to explain my hockey to my wife and what's offsides. She she still can't understand. Oh, well, offsides and hockey and soccer and all these sports, offsides is complicated. And that, that's the, the hardest thing to explain to people. But yeah. otherwise, in general, it's a pretty, it's pretty easy. You yeah, kick put the, the ball, you the, put it in the net. You kick the, the ball, you pass it, or you had it. You touch it, puck, you're done. Yeah, right? put the puck in the net, right. Or put the ball in the net. It's pretty easy. Everything else is extra. But, you know, that's a good segue to the Stanley Cup Finals, I guess. I know. That's what we're going to talk about next. Stanley Cup Finals. All right. Uh, Drew and I were talking about this the other day, right? If you had put down, I don't know, $50 that the finals were going to be Florida versus Vegas, how much money could you have made? No one predicted this. You could have made a lot of money, but I would never put $50 thinking I would lose it. So <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, um, on paper, it looks like, wow, these are the two teams in the finals. But if you look at the course of the playoffs, you know, you have the, the Golden Knights were the best team in the West. Yeah. This season, right. No uh, doubt. I, I think the two best teams got in. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Right. Yeah. You had the the Golden Knights were the best team in the regular season and the playoffs. And they're only in their sixth season of existence. Right. So think, yep. think of that. And they've been in two finals now. Yeah. And think about how the uh, expansion draft is so different than it was 30 years ago and how these yep. teams have been built to win i mean look at seattle they, they were also built to win yeah but then you have florida who snuck into the playoffs eighth seed but in the in the playoffs they defeated the three best teams boston toronto and carolina by the way if you look at all the stories out there that you read online or on tv they're all about the panthers the golden knights and they're all about toronto's front office the fact that the panthers knocked out the maple leafs people are still talking about the maple leafs debacle um because they can't get over the fact that you know the panthers are in the in the final just play. a cursed franchise though clemente aren't yeah, they no, i agree i agree but and, and and if you're a toronto fan and to see teams like vegas and florida get into a stanley cup finals it's got to hurt even more than the normal um, no i know it 
And I, I know you've been to Toronto, and those yeah. people up there are great, great hockey fans. They great are. fans. Very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. Yeah, and it's a great place to watch a game because they they chair when you're supposed to chair, and they go after the guys, and they they know when the guys dive diving, and um, they it's a great town, and it's kind of like they're kind of like Red Sox fans in terms of you know they've been tortured for so long. Red Sox finally. Broke, broke the curse, so to speak. Right. But I would think Toronto uh, is going to do something soon. They just brought in a new, a new GM, right? They just ha- they decided. Yeah, a new I mean, GM. They, they had to do a front office reshuffle. Look, they have the players on the ice for sure. But I think it's the pressure. I think it's a, it's a high pressure situation. Yep. You see that in a lot of sports where the teams with a lot of history and a lot of you know knowledgeable fans are the ones to suffer the most. Both Vegas and Florida are fairly new to all this. I mean, the truth is, whoever wins this finals, it'll be their first cup, which is fun. That's fun. Yeah. To see. You know, the I think the era of dynasties that's long gone, not only in in the NBA but the NHL as well, because of the way the draft is set up, the way teams rebuild, expansion, all that stuff, and, and the salary cap. The salary cap really yeah. right. Hurts the salary the teams. cap right it creates some parity. Um, interesting, you know, we talked about this last time, the last two times, the fact that this playoff series, all of them didn't have this outstanding goaltending. Is yeah. interesting. It's still carrying through though, isn't it? Oh, it is. I mean, I mean, the, the golden Knights have used five goaltenders this season. That's unheard of. I know. Unheard. Right. And the kid that they have in net, I mean, he's pretty good, but he, I think there's a, he, I don't know if he'd be starting for half the teams. Yeah, I think I agree. I think what it is, is that it's the offense. Um, you know, it's funny because in the 80s and 90s, there were, there were more goals, I think. But the fact that in, in this playoff series, this entire playoffs, it's funny because the first round was really super exciting. The second round I found not so exciting. I agree. You know, which is interesting how it all kind of was front loaded. And then, you know, the Golden Knights almost lost it to Dallas. I mean, Dallas, kudos to them. They, they caught up a little bit at the end. Um, but yeah, the Golden Knights are just a better team. Jack Eichel is a great player. Mark Stone's a great player. These are, these are yep. great guys. Um, and then, you know, Matthew Kachuk, I don't know. He's he's made some kind of Faustian deal. He you know? did. <laughs> he's, I know you texted me that. and it's he's a, You know what? Don't get me wrong. He is a good player, and he's probably going to win the Conn Smythe. But um, I, he's never been this good. No, he hasn't. And, and you're right. If the Panthers win the series, they win the Cup, he will be the Conn Smythe winner. But he could be one of these kind of one-hit wonder kind of guys where – he does it once and then never again. And then you'll see that in the card values. The card will shoot up his rookie cards and all that. But then over the course of the next five years, can the Panthers be that team? I don't see it. You know, yeah, I don't think I, I think the 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 glass slipper is going to fall off in this series. I really do. I I think this is going to be a, a four games to one, maybe four games to two for Vegas. I, I think Vegas is they they have the firepower and I think they have enough on the defensive end to. See, I, I would I would agree with you, but the way they, they think about it in the Dallas series, those games were all pretty close. And then at the end, I, I was concerned that they started giving up games. So I think the Panthers will win. I like the Cinderella story, but I don't think there'll be a sweep. I think it'll be like a six game series for Florida. I, I really do. I don't know. I think you know what I what I think what hurts the NHL, and I don't know why they have such a lag between the time that the last series ended and now the the finals is starting now on what saturday right i agree i agree i don't know so, why you have so they, they lost the the panthers lost a good you know weeks worth of momentum and well the panthers lost it because they their series ended early and then the no NHL- i know but now but these teams that are playing on emotion they'd rather go up play every other day 
then think about what the hell, what that they've just done. And it, it, it they kind of, I know there's there's that self doubt that kind of falls in there. Oh, it's after. interesting. It's interesting because when we talked last month about speaking this month, I thought we'd be smack in the middle of the series, and turns out they basically had six days off. I, and I don't understand the big break because you're right. There's no need for it, even though the Panther series ended sooner. Right. This one did not. And I, is it because they want to give Vegas more time? I don't understand that. If that was pre-planned, I don't like it because. It just seems odd. It seems it takes. It's like, a, the, it's like a bowl in, in college football. They, you know, they take uh, two months off these teams and to play a bowl in college football. And the team that was played during the season never almost never shows up in that bowl game. Yeah. You know, it's interesting if, if the Panthers end up losing the series, like you think, I think they'll probably blame this break or there'll be a reconsideration. I don't remember in the past there being this big break. I don't either. Um, so I don't know what, what it's about. It's interesting. I noticed the same thing. I thought, wow, really? Saturday? That's like six days or a week, basically. And I'm sure nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see um, how the weather affects the ice. Uh, two very warm climates. Uh, I've lived in Vegas. Vegas is hot. And now Miami at this time of year is hot. You know, I mean, it's it's it, it could affect the ice surface. Yeah, I could. You know, the fact that the, the the NHL, you know, the Stanley Cup finals are now deep into June, it's it's not a new thing. But it, you have two warm climates, which is interesting. The other thing that's interesting is that no NBA team and NHL team from the same city have ever won their titles at the same time. Yeah. So if the Panthers win and the Miami Heat win, they'll be make history. In 94, for example, the Knicks were in the NBA finals. The Rangers won the cup. The Knicks lost to the Rockets. So this happens a lot, you know, it'll be, you know, it's interesting because Florida has had a lot of, you know, um, sports success recently. You know, you had uh, all the Tampa stuff, all the Tampa teams, right. And all that in in football and in baseball. So it's interesting how Florida has become kind of this sports hub in the last decade, I would say. Um, Not surprising. I think all the leagues really want the warmer climates. They, they, They put teams there for a reason. And look, I think neutral fans are probably not that interested in this series. I think the league is not too upset by it, though. If I'm the league, I would want New York or Boston. Right. I mean, the, 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 there is lacking some star power, right? There's not, you know, the, the 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 20 best players in the NHL, I don't think any of them are playing in this series. Unless you consider Jack Eichel top 20, I agree. Right. I don't think he is. Well, he's, he's, a, good, he was he's a very, touted. very good player. He was highly touted when he got drafted. No, I, I know. And I agree that what, being in Boston for a few years didn't help him. And then... This is his chance here to break out. But I agree, he's not a household name. I agree that even a, a fair weather hockey fan might not know who that is. And that doesn't right. matter. And, uh, you know, the I think it's going to be, it'll be an interesting series. I don't think it's going to be a, um, I don't think it's going to be a chippy or dirty series because I think both teams rely on skating, right? So the, the yeah, the dirty series was the, the, the Golden Knights in Dallas. That got yes. dirty. <laughs> um, no, this is not going to be dirty, I, I don't think. I mean, both teams really want it, but I don't think it'll be dirty. Um, I hope it's a good series. And look, if it goes seven games, even better. Um, I'm curious to see what the ratings for it will be. I will be honest, I'm not super excited for it. I'll watch, but I'm not super excited. Yeah, again, I, there's not a lot of people out there that say, yeah, I'm, I'm a Golden Knights fan. You know, I don't know anybody who's a fan <laughs> of these teams because I mean the Golden Knights have only been around for five minutes. So no, I know part of it. And, and while the Panthers have been around for a little while, they just don't have much of an identity. And 
I also think it 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 hurts them that they're not they're not the Miami Panthers, you know what I mean, or or yeah. the Orlando Panthers, or right. I think that no. that hurts them a little as well. No, that's that's probably true. Yeah. Well, at least we got we, we got the finals. Yeah. Very nice. Um, you, of course we, we're gonna on, from a collecting end. There's nothing, no real surprises, right? Kachuk, he'll 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 go up a little, and then um. He'll probably sink back down to where he where he was before the series started. Yeah, and the same thing I think for an Eichel or a Mark Stone, they'll go up and down. There's no goaltenders to worry about here. I don't yeah. think any goaltenders because their values go up and down naturally. But we don't have to worry about that because, like I said, this is, has not been a playoffs where a one single goaltender has shined. Right, and the rookies. There was no real rookie that came out of nowhere to 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 be, no, the, be the guy. So that's true. All the good rookies are were on teams that that you know were long got long ago eliminated. So that's all true. But I mean, you know, it's funny because as you know, collecting continues because on June seventh, which is in about a week, uh, we're gonna get the um, upper deck copy extended series, which comes out um, like I said, June seventh, um, which basically finishes it completes the base set from card five hundred one to seven fifty. What did you what did you think of series two? I liked series two. Um, there were some good rookies in it. I liked it. Extended series is always kind of strange to me. It, it is the hockey version of update, but the problem yeah. is that there is no update here in that these are all base cards. Guys who got traded don't show up in this set. They show oh, up. Oh, so we're not gonna see Patrick Kane in a Rangers uniform. Yeah, and I that, that was the first thing I when the checklist came out a couple of days ago, I looked and I was like, Patrick Kane, is he on here? I'm like, he's not. So what they want to do is they want to be able to put the guys in who are on the roster who are like the third line guys that those, that kind of thing yeah so for a base collector you right, want to for a ttm or that's good because those guys those guys yes. sign ttm base collectors great if you're looking for single cards here even the young guns i was looking at them they're not that interesting there is something interesting that i don't think has ever happened before but in in to create to they can't redo young guns of the players that came out this season already they there's something called first round rookies and okay. those about one every four packs. So what they did was they they remade car, rookie cards essentially of the guys who showed up in series one and series two, the good rookies, and that's their way of basically creating a, a, a secondary rookie card, right? Of, to flood to flood some rookie cards in that. Yeah, set, like so. uh, Matt Boldy and these guys, and that's interesting. I don't know what the value of those cards will be because they seem to be, you know, kind of like a secondary type of rookie. The young guns. Um, that that logo, that trademark is still strong among hockey collectors. I don't know that first round rookies is going to be a thing. But yeah. It's a rookie sure. card. It's a cheaper alternative. I like that. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you know, these cards come out in about a week. Um, I'll probably end up getting, you know, and this with extended, I always I never buy the box. I always get a couple of blasters and I always pick up a singles if I see them. Well, you know, who doesn't love rip, ripping cards, right? I mean, well, that's the thing. It's 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 you know empty calories of the hobby. I mean, even if I get I don't get my value, which most of the time I don't. I don't mind. It just it's the fun of it. Same right, thing. you get the fun. You get you get the fun. It's yeah, like Tops Heritage. I haven't gotten that yet, but I'm like dying to get my hands on a couple of packs just to open it. And I haven't seen any in the wild, but I do hear that Walmart and Barnes and Nobles have them. So I have yeah, to- yeah, I went. I was at Barnes and Noble the other day, and I picked up two blasters. Yeah, Barnes and Nobles is like a sleeper. They they my, the one near me has cards, but they're always like six months behind. So I have to go check to see if they have heritage. Um, but heritage is always fun to me. If I'm collecting baseball rookies, heritage is always my second choice. I always like the the, way, the look of those cards. They're, yeah. great to, they're great to get signed because of cards. They're stock. awesome. They're 
Clemente, yeah. they're awesome for signatures. Yeah, um, they really the are. The stock that they use, they use that old, the old stock, and it's not yeah. as glossy. You and, can get uh, that with a with a black sharpie. You're you're in great shape. I yeah, love it, it really it really holds the the stock. I got um I got two blasters, so it, it, I didn't get any autographs. I got I got a couple. You know, I got Judge. I got some other good guys, but I didn't get any autographs or any memorabilia. The way to go, I think, with the heritage is to to bite the bullet and buy the the hobby box or or the jumbo box. Yeah, if you look, you know, heritage is famous for you get the box and then you get the patch, and it's always a white patch. It's always like an I call it the napkin. It's always. <laughs> You know, and then and then what I really hate when it says in the back this has nothing to do with a player or you know, it's like wow right. it's, it's just, not even a thing it's not it's even a real pass. some some cloth we put in there yeah exactly which is great if you're gonna do like if kids want those cards but you know we want a little bit more value and and it's more fun to know that that player has has played in that uniform or whatever but you know they're, they're saving that stuff for the high end I get that but it's, it's a, little, a little frustrating I don't think I want to plunk down for a box you know what I do always is once I get to June, I, I go. I kind of go into a hobby fast because of the national. Right. I want to be you able and I to, both. We. Yeah, I want to be able to buy cards there, and you know, I have to resist the FOMO, and I want to save some money, and I want to be able to go to the national, and if I want to buy a box there, then I'll buy it there. But I want to be able to buy singles and and stuff at the national. I don't want to go to the national and say, well, I don't, you know, I spent all my money on eBay back in, in June. So now I have no money for the national. I don't right. want to do that. So I think a lot of people, not, I mean, there's been no data, I think, around this. But I'd love to see if May, June, July is a dip because people are waiting for the final week for the national. I don't know. But I I, I, I think they I think they it is. And I, don't, I think the manufacturers know it, but I don't think the retailers have any idea. No, the retailers are just put stuff out. You're right. They have, they, you know, it's funny. If you ever interact with people at Walmart or Target. Or Walmart, oh, sure. All they, the time. They don't even understand why people are so into this they don't know what's going on they're very confused as to you know and they always think you know i always go there with the excuse I'm, that i'm buying it for my kids because I, I don't want them to think i'm some crazy flipper or whatever but you know the truth is i think a lot of the people that work in retail just don't understand and, and i still see signs saying you know limit two limit three you know um uh, and same thing with pokemon i mean people love yep. pokemon. Well, i was going to tell you i was at this was uh, probably two year, two months ago I was at a, a Target, right? And it was it just happened to be that they were stocking up. So we, we hit the restock. So I'm sitting there and we're watching the the, the woman restock the shelves, me and, me and another guy. And uh, we're just sitting there chatting back and forth. And this, uh, a third guy comes in and uh, starts looking at Pokemon cards. And I look at him and he looks at me and we both shake our head and we're like, at least we're not him. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a joke. It's funny because I, I'm picturing you and this other guy, like, staying there with your mouth watering a little bit yeah because it's true i've never hit the restock but like i've seen youtubers who have and it's always like a jackpot you know because every time i go the shelves are empty but i do hockey so there's lots of hockey on there i don't care but generally yeah this there seems to be this seems to be plenty of hockey out there if you want uh yeah. upper deck there's plenty of hockey my target there. has fat packs i mean galore still of series two uh, I, no worries i'm sure when extended comes out a couple of weeks, I'll be able to go there and, and pick up a blaster or two. So, not, not yeah, a I really like the fat packs too. I, it's, I don't know if there's a value to it, but I, I, as a collector of just ripping open, you get a ton of base cards. It's a ton it, of it. And it, the yeah. coal, the collation's usually pretty good. And I, I like fat packs. Yeah, if you're looking to finish base, I always tell people grab a couple of fat packs. It's really cheap, and you'll be able to. Sometimes they are on sale because Target needs to make space on the shelves, so you end up like getting a good deal and you finish your base set. Absolutely, and you know now that 
upper deck, you know, flagship has got basically three series, 750 cards. It's a lot of cards to collect. So there is. If you're doing the base, you, you got to buy. You, you just can't buy uh, hobby boxes because there's so many inserts in those. It throw it throws off. You're not going to get the, the 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 base cards you need. No, I know, and it's um upper deck. I think they finally solved their production issues. I think they're going to be. I think moving forward now, I think they're going to they're kind of caught up. I think they're caught up because I haven't seen any ads for 2021, 22, none, none of that anymore. So I yep. think, right. I think we finally, you know, happy new year. It's 2023 and we could, we could just focus on this year um, for sure. Well, I had Jeff Owens on, uh, on uh, Wednesday. He was my guest on Wednesday. And we talked of course about my San Diego chicken article and your name, your name came up and uh, you wrote, um, the top, what is it? The top, the top ten mascot cards, right? Yeah. So it's funny. I'll draw draw the curtain a little bit for the for the for the people who listen. So Jeff and I are in constant email contact over story ideas. He's telling me what to do. I'm pitching stories to him, and I said, you know, it'd be really cool if we did some kind of cards around mascots. And he was like, "Funny you say that because <laughs> the cover story next month or two months will be." the San Diego chicken. I didn't even think of you. I didn't even think of that. I knew that you interviewed him for the podcast. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, okay. He's like, but you can do a sidebar of the, you know, the 10 best cards or whatever. And I was like, cool. So then when I was in Italy, I got my digital copy of my email and I open it and lo and behold, it's the cover story and it's your byline on it. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I wrote the, I wrote the sidebar to your story without even ever knowing it. Yeah, I know. And it was, so. I, I've never had a cover story. I've, I've had, I've been writing forever, right? Just like you. Yeah. And I, I've never had a cover story. So when Jeff told me it was the cover story, I, I went and emailed Ted. I go, Ted, we made the we made the cover. We made the cover. Ted's the, yeah. the San Diego chicken. Yeah, yeah. No, and I remember your interview with Ted. And I remember I told you, I thought that was one of the better interviews you've ever done on the podcast because he had so many interesting stories. And I think Jeff agreed with you, obviously. And, I, you know, I told Jeff in an email just a couple of days ago, I, I thought the issue was really fun um, because it had a lot of whimsical stuff in it that, you know, it's good. I think, you know, and it's funny because I've been to shows in the last few months and I've seen lots of mascot cards like Mr. Met and other people. And that's where I got the idea. You know, it's funny how in journalism things just come together. It all works out. And it was, yeah, it was kind of fun to see your name and my name in the same issue. <laughs> well, guys, pick up Sports Collectors Digest. That's this month's Sports Collectors Digest. And the San Diego Chicken is on the cover. I wrote the article, the cover story, and Clemente wrote a sidebar on, on the top 10 cards for mascots. Jeff said that I think it's going to be posted uh, next week online. Yeah, the, the online link so I can share them on social. The other caveat I want to point out is those 10 cards, I own none of them. <laughs> well i do i have this i have a couple of chicken cards i sent it off to ted to autograph right. he's, a, yeah. he's a great sign yeah, no, i was putting the list together it reminded me of the conversation we had a few months back about how we put together these lists and we talk about cards and then we don't even own them so yep. <laughs> i do that I, I think i told you i do that constantly drew and i used to do um the big the top three cards we liked for the week just you know investment car guys yeah. guys that we thought were hot yeah. cards and nine times out of ten I didn't have any of them. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so it's fun. Well, uh, Clemente, what's going on with soccer? I know we talked about um, about the the Select, but are there any other uh, things going on in terms of soccer? Yes, yeah, so, so, yeah, so Select is coming out for Serie A now. And, and the leagues in Europe, the major leagues in Europe are all coming to a conclusion. Um, have you seen this, uh, the what the um, the athletes one, the, the, the tops has that uh, kind of a, a mishmash of athletes. Oh yes, I have seen that. Um, Are there any soccer guys in that? 
I think they might have a messy. I'm not sure. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, I don't like those sets with the multi-sport. I'm not a big fan of those. Generally. I, I'm not either. Yeah, unless the, it's the Olympics or something. And even then, I'm you know, it's funny. I'm tangentially interested. But uh, no, for soccer, the season is kind of ending in Europe. And it culminates in June with the final of the Champions League, which is basically the best club tournament in the world. And you have Manchester City playing Inter Milan um, for the best team in Europe. Um, so, And once that's over... The, the the season in Europe kind of goes on hiatus for a while, but soccer in this country continues because Major League Soccer, right? Major League Soccer is coming, and I think MLS will tops will probably issue MLS cards over the summer. I like to buy those because a lot of hidden rookies in those. A lot of those yeah. guys go to Europe later on, and so are those, are those guys good signers? Are the MLS guys good signers? Either through the mail or at the stadium? Yes, absolutely, they're good signers. I would send either to the team or to their homes. And you will get them signed because MLS, like hockey, is still a niche sport. And these guys kind of just love the idea of, of fans writing to them. And I don't think they get the deluge that a lot of these other guys. Right. So, yeah. And and like I said, the tops MLS cards, are, the, the stock is really good for signing as well. So, yeah, definitely send to the – and the teams are really good about trying to get back to you because I think, you know, they realize that they have to grow the sport. And they want to be able to interact with fans on a, on a higher level. And, and you know, and they're not getting a lot of cards in the mail, these guys. I've spoken to some of them sort of, you know, at games. And they, when they get them, they're really excited to sign. Um, and, you know, um, and they do it for kids. The thing is, like baseball, getting it at the ballpark isn't going to happen. Like, they're not going to sign for a game. Yeah, I mean, I was, at the game, I was at the game yesterday. I think I saw two Reds signing uh, for like a minute. Yeah, I think I think there's a story out there about the death of getting anything signed at an actual sporting event. It doesn't happen anymore. And baseball was like the last place I think you can do it. I just don't think it happens. You know, I yeah, think the screens really hinder you getting autographs. Yeah, exactly. It's too much security and screens and all that stuff. And I don't think it happens anymore. And I think a lot of these guys are turned off by eBay that they think people are flipping them and all that. So and they make deals with, you know, companies. So you have all these things working against the fan now. And it's unfortunate because for guys like us, it's still fun. And to be able to take my kid to the ballpark and get someone to sign would be really cool. But like a Yankee Stadium, for example, it's impossible. It will never happen. They won't sign. Right. And so I, and I heard you, you tell stories about Fenway being similar. Yeah, Fenway's – I mean, I've been to four games so far this year. And right. that yesterday was the first time I saw somebody signing, actually signing. But right. it's funny because I was down in spring training this year – and it was just the opposite. These guys were signing. Every everyone was signing. It didn't well, matter. Spring training is the place to do it. Then and yeah, they, they don't want to do it anymore after that. Right. So if you guys, uh, you know, tip. It's a, it's an obvious tip, but guys, go go to spring training if you can get you get autographs. Very. I mean, Carlos Correa and Devers and all these any anyone you want. Right. Uh, you know, and the guys, the 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 legend guys, you know, Pedro Martinez was signing, and um, Dustin Pedroia, and Tony Oliva, and Jim Cott, and these guys were all signing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny because I was in Italy, but I was really uh, itching to go to the uh, show at Fenway um, because I know that uh, Pedro was there, and yeah, they had the red. They had a lot of people signing. They weren't cheap though. The red side, it was not a cheap. No, I heard, and I heard last year when they first had it, it was like in a room. But now here, they they were, it was more interactive with the ballpark. And I think it the, was. You know, I didn't future, go to the I didn't go to the event, but I did see it. We yeah, had, uh, I think the future the future of shows is actually having them at you know at sports facilities, especially when they're lying dormant. I think that's a nice connection for the fans, and maybe they'll see more of that. I mean, last year I went to a Red Bull soccer game, and there was a card show 
right outside the stadium that Tops put together. So I think they're trying to marry sporting events with cards more so because look, sports fans have a you have a built-in audience right there. So the idea that you would treat them separately is silly to me. I don't know why Tops, Upper Deck, and Panini aren't more involved in, in, in at games and you know every sporting event I should I go to should have like a booth and they don't. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's funny because I went to, uh, we were at the Red Sox store, the uh, souvenir store, which is right across the street from Fenway Park. And I'm sure you've seen it before. It's the, it's been yeah. there forever. It's been there yeah. since the, in the, since the forties. Uh, yeah. And then the Red, the Red Sox ended up taking over a few years ago, but um, they had a whole room of memorabilia cards and uh all sorts of stuff that you could buy. Now then nothing was a, a bargain. No, no. They had, they had it- like a, they had a rookie, um, just uh, uh, Aaron Judge card, rookie Aaron Judge card, right? It was right. a PSA nine. How much do you think it was? Aaron Judge rookie PSA nine, uh, the the top flagship one. Yep. Was it a thousand dollars? No, no, it was one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, okay, I thought it was. But I, I mean, thought... but I mean, you can get that on eBay for thirty dollars. No, I know. I, I said a thousand because sometimes you go to the Fanatics website and you see stuff like that, and you're like, what? yeah, you like. And I call it the fanatics effect. I think people think because the hobby is healthy that everyone could just start charging a lot of money for cards and for, you know, for graded cards, especially. But, you know, um, yeah, it's interesting. I just think that the, the manufacturer should be more involved as opposed to, um, you know, the yeah, but I, I was surprised the availability of cards because I don't, you know, I've been going to Fenway for 50 years and never, there was very rarely did you see cards being purchased via the Red Sox store. You know, there'll be guys selling cards out, out front of the, the stadium, but this yeah, is directly so, through the Red Sox store. A lot of those stores, though, are powered by Fanatics. So I just wonder how much of that is is Fanatics or not. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm sure Fanatics is is right is behind it. I mean, yeah. Jeff Owens and I were talking. They, you know, Fanatics is looking to increase the hobby tenfold. So the, the only way they're going to be able to do that is to get young kids uh, in uh, the hobby and yes. to get distribution out there so that the cards are basically everywhere like they used to be. And I'll tell you, if you walk around New York City and you go to a lid store, every lid store has tons of cards now, you know, because of their own by fanatics. Yeah. So anyway, I did get some TTMs. Yeah, that's say- what I was going to ask you. you. You read my mind. <laughs> We're <laughs> in synergy now. It's almost a year, right? We've been doing this. We got a, We got a little synergy going. Yeah, exactly. So it's funny. I kind of cool off on my TTMs in the summer because I'm not home a lot. And I'm on vacation. So, but, you know, but I'm, but I sent out a bunch in May, like a ton. So I'm getting them all back now. And so I got a couple of really good ones. I got a uh, Tony, Tony Dorsett. Nice. Dude, 10 bucks. You paid the $10, $10, which I think is a bargain for a guy who's a hall of famer. I agree. Um, maybe some of you remember this player from the seventies, but I also remember him from his appearance on married with children, Ed too tall Jones, Ed too tall Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know, he used he used to be free. Is he still free? He's still free. I, I did. I think this is free. And then I got one that almost took a year. Um, former uh, 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 Kings player Anthony Bonner. Okay. Yeah, and you know I have a lot of these um, skybox cards from the '90s, and they have a yeah. white background, and they're great to sign because they're they're the white background that they look really nice signs. So I sent that out about a year ago. A bunch of them. I got this one a year, almost a year to the day later. Um, some of these guys wait a year to sign and then send everything out. Um, yeah, I just I just got a return from Rick Miller that's probably out been out for a year. Right. So those <laughs> are my, my three big ones for the month. I think I'll probably get a ton in June because I sent out so many before my trip to Italy. I just sent out 
like 20 of them uh, a lot of don't you love coming home and you have some ttms to open i love coming home to mail but i love i love getting them where i want to get to the point where i can get like one every day yeah know? i know me that's too nice trickle and that that's that I, I will admit that the ttm satisfy my pack opening um oh, sure yeah and so getting the ttms is a lot cheaper than going out and buying you know wax that i don't really care for just to have the itch to open it so it does satisfy that need so for those of you who have fomo and can't control yourselves at target or walmart put, put in the time right to your favorite athletes and the, the reward's much better every time i get a ttm most of the time it's signed right so you get a signed yeah. card back it's cool to know that they handled the card and it's fun because sometimes they write back to you and in your case i know that you put them on the show and all that so it's you know it's it's nice to interact and some of these guys i think they love getting mail, even all these decades later, you know, and for some of these guys, $10 is a bargain. If you've gone to shows and you see what some people are asking to sign autographs. No, two, I know. Two, $300 for an autograph. No, no, but just like a guy like Wade Boggs, you give him 10 bucks, he signs your card. If you want to get Wade Boggs at a show, he's like 40 or $50 minimum. Right. And so I realized, actually, I got Wade Boggs when he was $5. I was out you yeah. know, a while ago. But the interesting thing is when I see those that price discrepancy, then my, my first thought is I'm paying to meet the guy then. That's what I'm paying for. Right. And then the interaction feels fake to me. I feel like I paid you to shake my hand. And, and even if they're nice, most of the time they're nice. I always think, well, they have to be. I paid $50. <laughs> right. True. So it doesn't feel genuine. But at the same time, these guys have to make a living, especially these older guys. I get it. You know, why should they sign for free when you got people flipping their autographs on eBay? So, yeah, you can't fault them. No, not at all. And but you know, if you're Tony Dorsett and you're charging ten dollars, whatever, it's great. Are you are you looking to get any autographs at the national? Interestingly enough, I was looking at the list. I'm not happy with the hockey offerings, but I do. There is someone there that I don't have and I need it. Brian Leach. Okay. Brian Leach. So I want to get him. I know Marcel Dion will be there, but I I yep. got him already. He's a great TTMer. Um, and then the other one was Bobby Hull who passed away. So they took him off the list. Um, Bobby Hull, <laughs> a wonderful signer. I'm hoping they can get some more hockey guys. I'm always very astonished at the national. So few hockey guys. Yeah, I know you and I have to go up to Toronto next year and just go to. Yeah, so I was, I Googled the other day when the show would be in November. Date wasn't up yet, but I think it will be the third week of November. I'm actually thinking that I might want to go to that one just because. I want to go, you know. No, I'm, I know. I want to. I want to go too, but I, I'm going to have to wait till next year. Spring one, yeah. And so I'm dying to just go back to that show because it was so much fun, and there were so many signers, and there was, you know, just the ability to go through the, those dollar bins of all those old, old Opeachy cars. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I love the Opeachy, and that's the you can't, you know, you pay a premium down here if you want an Opeachy card. Right. Uh, right. Hey, and did you, you ever get any um, Tim Horton? I know that um, my friend in New Jersey, they have Tim Horton. They're, they're selling, they have cards. Really? No, yeah. no Tim Hortons, but I now I have to, now you're making me want to go to New Jersey for <laughs> Tim Hortons. <laughs> I know that, I'll tell you, the cards are really nice. I think the, the Tim Horton cards are really nice this year. And they were smart to do the legends because I think people are into the older guys like we are. And they really, you know, that was a good way to make another set because in the in the fall they usually come out with the the, the base set of the current guys. But, yeah. Uh, um, no, I have to poke around. I mean, they're they're on eBay and other secondary markets for a lot of money, and they're not worth it. I think. But no, I know. I'm I'm hoping maybe at the national we'll have somebody some Canada will be there with. with yeah, that would be nice. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm it really. It's funny. Once I get to June, all my 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 mental energy starts going towards the national. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I, I don't want to wish my summer away, 
but I am really waiting for that week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you working on any new articles? At the, at the moment, I have to still do my puck junk column for, for June. We, we delayed it a bit because of the finals, but also because we want to time it closer to the draft, which is at the end of the month. Um, and so I won't give away what I'm going to write about, but it, it, it's related to the draft. Who, who got the first pick? It was the uh, Blackhawks. First pick is going to be probably Connor Bedard, and it, it's probably going to go to the Blackhawks. Yeah, they got they they have the first pick. They're probably going to pick him, right? Um, and he signed a deal with some with Upper Deck, right? I think. Yeah, he's like Lafreniere and McDavid. They, they're putting their, you know Upper Deck now jumps on these guys as soon as they can. You know, on Lafreniere, of course, the jury's still out, but Connor Bedard is being touted as like the next Connor McDavid, and of course. He also ends up in a really good market, Chicago. He didn't end up in like Columbus or somewhere else, which was their big fear, which leads a lot of people to think that the draft lottery is rigged. I know. Well, you know what? I've been hearing draft lottery rigged since Patrick Ewing got taken by the, the Knicks back in what, 84. Right, right. And so, yes. So the NBA and the NHL both have that same system and they tweaked it over the years, but it's always the same outcome. Oh, Lafreniere ends up at the Rangers. What a coincidence. Right. So I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I just think that, you know, Columbus is not the worst market in the world either had he ended up there. But for Chicago, it's good because they're in the middle of what seems like a 20 year rebuild. Yeah, at least a 20 year rebuild. Yeah, right? Even though they won the cup, the last few years have been really bad for them. So I hope that getting this guy and build the thing is they sold all their pieces. So now they they can't even build around this guy if they pick him first. They, they have to draft him and then go out on the market and spend money. And Chicago and spending money doesn't is not synonymous. So right. And that that historically is not the way to build a team right you really no. have to build build it through the draft and then plug plug in here and there um but there that seems to be there yeah. still seems to be enough hockey players out in the world to that that what that we're not looking for guys to fill the back end of a roster you know what i mean i think the correct. talent level is still there correct it's not like the nfl where like you draft a quarterback and then you're you're set because there's a lot of role players in hockey, you need a great first line, a great second line, power play. I mean, great goaltending. You need a lot of stuff. Yep. And if you look at even the, the Vegas Golden Knights, everyone always thought that this was like a one-line team. But it turns out they have a lot of depth. And, you know, like I just mentioned, the expansion draft from a couple of years ago, a few years ago, these teams that are expansion, they come in with pretty star-studded rosters already. So no Right, and, and, and no uh, slight to – previous teams but they seem to come in with a front office that knows what they're doing they bring in a good coach yeah all so that. it's 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 an organization and maybe because you know they're they've got whatever hundreds of millions of dollars invested in in starting a team of course uh, where where if you remember when the islanders and the in the uh washington capitals came in it probably the teams might have been worth 10 million dollars if that right and that was a different era altogether right exactly so right the small market team small market in quotes right i mean you know vegas is not a small market and, and so i mean second appearance in the finals in six years i mean that's what does that tell you and they've had three coaches in six years so they're they're not against change if they need it right and so they've done that and so you know Hopefully we'll have a good finals. That's what I'm hoping. But but as a Ranger fan and as a Bruin fan, we should we we should sit there and say, well, we've been doing this for a hundred years. Why can't why can't we we put out great teams every year? And, and sometimes all that history, like like Toronto, it hampers you. I think. Yeah. Um. Look, the Bruins. How are they going to replicate that regular season now? They can't. Possible. And so now you know the. But look, the goal isn't to get the points record. The goal is to finish eighth. And then do what the Panthers did. That that's the goal. Right. Know, seventh. 
You don't need to win the Eastern Conference. I mean, you don't need to do any of that stuff, you know, win the division. That's all nice, but that sets up expectations that you can't live up to later. What, whatever. We'll see what happens. But um, all right, buddy. Anything else you want to add before I let you go? I really, I love talking to you about all this, all the stuff that's going yeah, on. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, everyone enjoy the month of June, and I'll uh, see you again in July. Yeah. Why don't we? We'll, we'll maybe we'll talk the first week in July, right? And then that way we can we'll talk national. Yeah. We next, can, next we'll, month we'll, we'll review we'll, the Stanley Cup Finals, and uh, by then Series Two Tops is going to be out. So we'll we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll talk. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, buddy. You'd be good. You too. I'll talk to you. Bye. Drew, I, I love talking to Clemente about, about collectibles. He he is awesome. He actually wrote, I don't know if you know, he wrote a sidebar on my um to the my article that was in the Sports Collectors Digest, my um San Diego chicken article. He wrote an article on the 10 um collect uh, uh cards with my mascots in them. Ah, nice. <laughs> so he is very versatile. So uh, that Clemente, we love talking to you. We'll have Clemente on next uh, month and we will talk a little, um, we'll wrap up hockey season and we will talk a little uh, nationals with Clemente. So that'll be next, next month. Uh, thank you, Clemente. We love to talk to you about collectibles. Next up, Drew, collectors corner. And now it's time for collectors corner. Let's hear from our collector this week. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Drew, this guy is one of my favorite TTMers out there. His name is Nick Andrews. He is working on the 1969 Topps series to get autographed. He is uh, a great TTM. He finished the 1986 Flare set in about four months. He is working. He's in two months into the 69 top set basketball, and he's got, I think he needs 19 more cards. So please enjoy my interview of talking TTM with a great TTM or Nick Andrews. All right, guys, buckle up. All right, buckle up. We have, you know, the, there's like guys that pretend they're in TTM and there's guys that's the, that say they're TTMing. And then there's my guest, Nick Andrews. Nick is the Boston card hunter, Boston card hunter. He does TTMing like no one I know. He is very, very, very good at it. And he is very uh, persistent. And uh, Nick just finished the 1986 Flair basketball set in four months. That's right. Four months, guys. He got the whole set signed. Now he is working on the 1969 Topps basketball set. And we're going to talk a little 1980 Topps basketball as well. Nick is the best heat tamer, one of the best heat tamers out there. Welcome, Nick. Hey, nice to be here. Uh, this is a blast. I'm having fun. So, Nick, your persistence is something to uh, behold. <laughs> you, you, you look for a set and then you just run with it. I don't know how you do it, my friend. I just can't accept like failure, I guess. You know, once I commit to something, then I have to finish it. Um, and I, I guess, I mean, it's tricky with 86. I almost did it too fast and it was it was so much fun and then it was over. And then I started, you know, I I started getting, I'm like, what else can I do? So I got every living, living referee from that season to sign a checklist individually. So I got that done. And then I'm like, all right, well, now I'm bored. Now and, what? <laughs> um, you know, I talked no to- A bored Nick Andrews is, 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 yeah. is trouble for the post office. <laughs> 
Yeah, so then I I talked to Brian Oakley. Um, he's uh, at Historic Hoopla, and he has the full 1969 set. And I've always loved those cards. Like, I've got the Kareem and, um, you know, it's just so many iconic Hall of Famers in that. It's, like, just loaded. And they're just cool cards. And I thought, like, this, this is a real challenge. Um, so I started that, what, uh, two and a half months ago? And I'm 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 about 80 out of 99, something like that, give or take. Yeah, which is awesome. No, I'm I'm working on the 76 Tall Boys. Nice. So I've got, I don't know, maybe 50 to 75, but I'm not like you. I, I, I like I get focused for a couple of weeks and then I get sidetracked and I I put it away. You know what I mean? Do you, how we, how do you stay focused? Do you prefer just working on one or two um, projects like that? Or do you, do you, uh, do you, are you like me and you get seven different projects going on? No, I try to focus. I have some side things like the Goonies cards um, just to keep me busy. That's it's easy. It's relaxing. Um, that's been good. But when I, when I choose a big meaty project, I mean, it, it's for fun, but it's also, you're building this like blue chip investment too, uh, you know, that's going to go to my son and it's a valuable thing that you're creating. And, you know, I was talking to my brother-in-law about this. It's, it's like the ultimate treasure hunt, you know, you're by any means necessary finding this like treasure essentially and, and piecing it together. And at the end, you've built this like amazing thing. That's really hard and, and, and valuable at the end of the day too. What did you learn from collecting the 86 flare set? in such a short time what did what what did you learn uh, that helped you move forward in, in some of your newer projects i learned that patience is actually can be a good thing um so i probably overpaid for quite a few cards in 86 one example would be kiki vandaway um he never signs was never going to sign i had to pay a decent amount for that card and then out of nowhere he signs for 300 bucks you know last year or Bagley, he was one of the last five cards that I yep. needed. I ended up getting him TTM, and then he just signed for 15 bucks at a local show. <laughs> like, <laughs> so if I had waited and dragged it out a year, I probably could have saved some money. But on the other hand, I had so many duplicates that I sold off that it took my overall cost down too. So, you know, it's it's all a wash. I wanted to do it fast. And I think now it allows me to slowly upgrade over time you know, I'll crack like an eight or a nine and send that to the player now and just take my time, slowly upgrade the set. Um, but I, that's the key. I don't think I'm going to go that fast with 69. This thing is a beast. It's scary. Um, there's a lot of fakes out there, stuff like that. And there's just not a lot of players left alive. I think I only have like three living players left that I need or four or something like that. Um, so the rest I'm going to have to buy. And I got to be careful with that and take my time. Do you collect the, do you get the cards first and then send them off or, or how do you, cause like, I, I don't have this 76 set. So I've been kind of just picking up the cards as I see guys. Oh, oh, he signed CTM. Oh, he signed CTM. Or, oh, I need him. He has a signing going on. How, I, do you get the cards first or how do you, how do you, uh, you build yeah. your set first? With 86, it's a crazy story. So I ended up buying a PSA 7, 86 Jordan from somebody that was counterfeit and I'm like, come on, man. And he didn't know. And he's like, all right, how about I give you, I have a full 86 Fleer Ross set minus the Jordan. How about I just give you that and we'll call it a day. Sucks for everybody, but here you go. 
And he did that. I'm like, I wonder if I could get these all signed just in my head. Right. Yeah. And I knew Kareem signed. So I sent it off to him. And then I went down the rabbit hole of like the 86 Fleer groups and Instagram. And there's this whole world of people who are experts at this. And then I became an expert and I had, you know, I was kind of given those cards with 69. I basically just looked at who was alive. Um, I went so fast. I even got a couple of those wrong. And I bought a couple of cards <laughs> who are not going to sign them. Um, and, you know, I got them and then just sent them out. So there was like a week where it's just like a flood of 69 cards from eBay, anywhere from three to $10 a piece, yep. depending on quality. And, just and it's hard to out. find those in good shape. Yeah, sure. I mean, they're tall. Most kids folded them or staple them to the wall or like whatever, you know, they, they got creased. Um, so, so that's what you what you went and kind of like I'm doing with the 76 set. You said, "Oh, here, here's the 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 80 guys that are still alive that signed TTM. Let me let me get those guys done first, and exactly. then wor worry about the John Havlicek's and, and some of the other guys that are, that are no longer with us." Exactly. Yeah, and there there are some that are easier than others. Like the Hondo 69, I could buy that right now on eBay, but like I want a certain one at a certain price, and patience kind of pays off there. Is now you you're down to I saw you were down to what five living guys and twelve deceased guys because you just picked up John Block right? Yep. Yeah. Why is he so him. difficult? Because I have I'm trying to get him for my seventy four set, and he's one of those guys that he he should be signing. <laughs> he's not difficult. He just takes a while. Um, yeah. so what's probably going to happen is I'll get one in a couple of months. Usually, what happens is I buy the card and I get it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I have no doubt I'll get it from him eventually. Um, Lucius Allen, I got as well. So yeah, I saw you just got John Blocks through the mail. Was that a TTM or was that? No, a... no, no, no. I purchased that from an old collector. I got okay. him and, and Lucius Allen, pretty cheap. Um, I've got an inside track with uh, Dick Barnett, his foundation, and um, he's doing me a favor, and he's also going to get uh, Bill Bradley to sign at his um, at his show in New York uh, in July as well. And he's he's tough. So I'm good there. So for living now, it's really Adrian Smith, Jerry West, um, Jim Barnett, and Billy Cunningham. Billy Cunningham, I could buy right now, but I'm just yep. maybe hoping the TTM comes back. Um, and Jerry, Jerry West used, used to be a good signer, but he he's been difficult lately. Yeah, he, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do his next public signing, or if I get really super lazy, I'll just buy one on eBay. They they are not hard to come by. Adrian Smith is a little tougher. Um, but they're out there. Uh, and so how about, that's not what I'm worried about. The deceased players are what I'm worried Yeah, I know. I, I know Havlicek was on it. Dave, Dave DeBuscher is on, on that list. Um, right, who yeah. else is on uh, these guys? Like Art Williams. Art Williams wasn't a big signer when he was alive, was he? No. And Art Williams, Happy Hairston. Yeah, Bill Bridges. Guy Rogers is probably going to be the hardest one. It's faked a lot and then sold privately. So I got to be super careful on that one. I've got leads on two or three. Um, I did just get Wilt, which was huge. Yeah. That's awesome. How much, yeah, should, how much should you spend to get Wilt? 7,600, which I'm happy about because I was willing to trade one of my 88 MJs for a Wilt and they're pretty equivalent value. So um, that's an iconic card that even people not collecting the set want. Um, it's a beautiful blue signature. I'm going to cross it to PSA hopefully get like a three or four on the card. It's just yep. awesome. Um, so I'm psyched about that, but it definitely set me back for sure. Is your, does, does your wife support your, your craziness? 
Well, she, she know I'm an entrepreneur and, you know, I'm sort of semi-retired. So she knows whatever projects I do tend to either be profitable or fun enough to keep me out of her hair where <laughs> it's, it's approved, you know, like, um, with 86, you know, I built a, a valuable asset and after selling all the duplicates and stuff, I'm maybe, maybe like 20 grand into that set. So uh, it's certainly worth more than that. So, you know, if push came to shove and she's like, I'm divorcing you unless you sell it, I'll sell it. And, uh, you know, it'll it'll break my heart, but it, it will give us value. So it's okay. Now, there she's, seems to be right. a lot of 86 um, sets out there that are signed. A lot of people are working on that. It's an icon- iconic set. The yeah. 69 one, I, I wouldn't think as much. Do you, are there any other um, 69 collectors that you spoke with that people that have finished the set? Yeah, um, I think there's like two sets out there. So Brian Oakley, he's a historic hoopla on Instagram. He's got the full one. He's been super helpful. He sold me um, a ton of his extras. He's great on advice. We're kind of teaming up. He's just been awesome with it. He's like the guru of the set. He knows everything about everybody, every player on it. He calls these players. Um He's just, he's just in the know. Uh, and I told him, I'm like, I don't want to cheat too much. Like, I want to work hard for this too. Like, I don't want you to just call a player for me. Um, but uh, it's helpful having him on my side. And I, I think there's, there's three or four other guys trying to build it. Um, probably a little slower than me. And I think there's like, Brian said, there's one other guy with the full set. So, um, but yeah, it's tough. It's a lot harder than 86. Much, I'm much. Sure. Have you gotten any neat um, returns in terms of letters for, from players? Because I'm sure you let people know that you're working on the set mm. and, um, you know, your the autograph will help. Will help. And I know you're, you're not a, a guy that sells mm. a lot of stuff. So um, yeah. have you gotten any neat, neat um, correspondence from any players? Yeah, a lot of them. Um, I, I've been asking questions from these guys because I always wanted to know, like, what it was like. Like, was Wilt or Kareem better? And the answers have been amazing. Across the board, pretty much everybody says Wilt was better than Kareem. Um, but then there are other players who say Wilt was more dominant and Kareem was a better basketball player, uh, like a better basketball IQ. Wilt was just a beast, um, which kind of makes sense. And then a lot of them, when I say, like, what's the best player you ever went up against or the hardest player to defend? Um, it's been Jerry West, like, like 12. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I know. That was um, fascinating because, you know, obviously I didn't watch him play. I just see highlights, but I guess he was pretty good. <laughs> so um, it's just cool to see their perspective on some of the greats. Like, it's really important to me to ask them these, these things because they played with them and they're not going to be here forever. So I like that's That's why I have the Instagram. It's just cataloging everything. So someday my son can see like the entire journey um, in photos, you know. Yep, guys, follow Nick. Nick is on Boston Card Hunter on Instagram. You can follow him. He posts all the time, all his all his cool successes. He uh, is working on the 1969 Tops basketball set, which he's only been doing for a couple months now, and he's down to about I don't know 15 cards, maybe right? Um, 19, including the checklist. Okay, 19, <laughs> including the, who who are you going to put on the who are you going to get on the checklist? I don't know, man. It's um, there are some out there signed by Bill Russell, which is cool. Um, I suppose Jerry West is a good option. Uh, I think if he does a paid signing, I'll probably do that card and his card. Um, man, I, I wonder if one with the commissioner from that time even exists. Probably not. Um, but I think Jerry West is a good option. Or maybe Kareem, because he was like the dra- the number one draft pick that year. Okay. Um, something like that. I haven't thought. Kareem's easy. You know, I could get him in no time. 
Go ahead. And you and I were talking the 1980 Tops uh, basketball set, which is a bear itself. It's the triple cards, guys. It's the one, the famous one with uh, Magic and Bird's rookie card and, and Dr. <laughs> J. And uh, it is, I think, I would say that's the toughest set to get signed, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, it's just impossible because um, so many deceased players are on these triples. You'll get two out of three or something like that. It's just not going to happen. Um, but there are some you can do and it'd be pretty, it's just cool to me like this, how, to have a card that has made six trips across the country and then another two, so eight trips, you know, to get slabbed. And here it is in my hand, you know, it, that's pretty neat. Um, the funny thing about the, the triple everybody knows about the, you know, Magic Dr. J Bird, me and my brother-in-law, uh, they were at the Shriners show out here, which is huge, yep. um, as you know. And I think it was 11 o'clock, that Saturday or Sunday, I go to Larry and say, um, hey, Dr. J is going to be 15 minutes from our house in like one hour. Do you want to like do the triple? And so I literally got off my butt, grabbed my cracking gear, went to the show, bought a triple. He bought a triple, cracked them on the run, had Dr. J sign them all in the span of like an hour. And um, I'm like, well, I guess we're committed now. And then I sent it off to Magic, just got it back. And then Bird signing in July. And so... It's going in the mail today. Um, awesome. to, um But they and they, these guys ask for a premium on these things. There's no, there's no bargain on. Oh, our, our well, Doctor J is still cheap. That was three hundred, and I felt like that was a bargain. Um, Magic is one thousand dollars, and um, Bird is now six ninety nine. Yeah, uh, you pay. Yeah, I mean they know the value of the card too, and it's not. I cracked a PSA eight off center, so I'm hoping. We'll see what PSA does with that. With my luck, they'll probably give it a four, but like maybe they'll give me the eight off center again, or who knows? It won't matter because I just, that's a card. I was telling my brother-in-law, I'm like, that's a card I want on my desk. Like I, I want to like, look at that. Like that's sick, you know, Yeah. Uh, have those, those three players hands were on this card. It's slabbed. It looks good. Like that's something I'll display. Right. But the problem with those, the 80 set is that there's three, versions of every card so oh, it's so hot. it's not cheap you know what i mean especially these guys that 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 are charging a lot of money for the for their cards it's it's i don't know it, the, the the set gives me a headache i i have the whole set uh graded i graded yeah. every card in the set by a csg so nice i have the whole set graded um i picked up the the bird rookie card um a couple of years ago at the shriners and it was a it was a it was an eight so i got a i got a psa of that one but um, it's not, I haven't got, I, because it's all slab now, I don't have those signed, you know? Yeah, it's tough. I, I just grabbed like eight or nine that I knew all three players were alive and I'll just kind of see what I can do. I'm hoping I can get three or four filled out, which would be, that's like my goal. We'll see what happens. I mean, I know I obviously can get that rookie filled out. I can probably get Marquez Johnson, um, Bird and Sigma. Because Marquez is a pretty good signer, TTM. The other two are paid. Um, so I could probably get that one. And there's another one with Alvin Adams, Dantley, and World Be Free. Adams and Dantley are automatic. TTM. Automatics. They're automatics. Um, and then uh, World Be Free, I've gotten him a couple times. TTM, he's tough. But now he's got a paid signing coming up. So I can bang that out. So I should be able to get like a few of these, which would just be kind of cool, you know? Yeah, I got um, Chris Ford before he passed on his three cards. Oh, right, so right. It's it's just it, it, like you. I'm all I'm all over the place on these things. So I so I start collecting. I start something and then I forget about it. You know. 
Yeah, I know. I have to like focus my efforts. So what, I, what I'm doing is liquidating some of my other stuff I'm not interested anymore and just putting that or duplicates of 86 and then putting that into 1969 guys and just slowly getting there. Well, I know one, one of my listeners helped you out on your 86 flare set. Um, why don't you let people know what you're looking for for the 69 set? Uh, maybe yeah. they, ha- they have it around. Yeah, no, this was a huge help. So this podcast was the reason I got Dan Roundfeld for 86. I was very grateful. Um, so for deceased players, Art Williams, Happy Hairston, Bill Bridges, um, Dave Dubicheri, uh, Leroy Ellis, Guy Rogers, Ron Williams, Hondo, Gus Johnson, Art Harris, Flynn Robinson, and Hal Greer. Um, I've got a couple leads on Gus Johnson. For living, Adrian Smith is probably the toughest one. Um, but, you know, I also need Jerry West, um, Barnett, and Cunningham. I've got Bill Badley covered. So, okay. yeah, if somebody uh, wants to do that, I do PayPal friends and family, and I pay pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, Nick is a good guy. Go check out. It's Nick Andrews. He is on Boston Card Hunter, Boston Card Hunter on Instagram. Are you on any of the social media? Yeah, I mean, I'm on, I'm in the 86 Fleer Facebook group and everything, but Boston yep. Card Hunter is kind of where I centralize everything on Instagram. It's just easier. You can follow his path. He's only been collecting uh, the 69 set for two months, and he's down to about, I don't know, 19 guys. If you have any of the cards that Nick is interested that he needs, follow up, or you can just send me send me an email at ttmcast at yahoo.com, and I'll hook you up with Nick if you have any uh 69 uh tops 69 tops basketball that's what he's looking for 69 tops basketball and i'm willing to trade good stuff too like um autographed mj 88s you know for things i need so yeah and i just saw you picked up a bunch of jordan uh, signed jordan cards yeah i found this guy who got him in the 80s and i've slowly been convincing him to sell me and psa has been passing them um so it's been great i'm not selling the 86 obviously but the 88s are available for trade for what i need like a, Han, a good Hondo and like something else and something else. Um, I have no problem doing that. Cool. You still having fun doing it? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I, I don't know what I'll do when 69 is done. 69 might take, it might, this might take me like a year. We'll see. You know, it, it's it's not going to be a fast one, like 86. That's well, sure. I know you said your brother-in-law has uh, been working with you. Does, is How old is your son? Is your son uh, interested? Yeah, he loves it. He takes pictures with the cards. He's interested when they come back every day. Um, he's eight years old, so he's just kind of getting into it. And I, I tell him, I'm like, you don't understand now, but all of this is yours. I mean, I guess him and his sister can fight over the answers. <laughs> um, but you know, he'll it's it's great. It's his. He he'll probably be able to buy his first house with it or something at that point. We'll see. Um, yeah, but my, yeah, it's all kind of going my, to him. My son's 27. My daughter's 23. Both of them have no interest in cards at all. Oh boy, you're stuck. All. <laughs> He likes them for now. We'll see. We'll see. Very cool. Guys, Nick Andrews, follow him. Boston Card Hunter. He is collecting 1969 Tops basketball set. He finished the 1986 Flair set in about four months. He's also working on the 1980 Tops basketball set. Uh, if you're interested in making trades or, or have something that, that he might be interested in selling, you can check out his um, want list. His needs list for a 69 set is on bostoncardhunter.com on Instagram. So make sure you check that out. Nick, it was great catching up with you, my friend. Yeah, same here. Thank you. Um, this is uh, this is a lot of fun. It's cool to talk to other people who are passionate about this, too. Yeah, you're one of my favorite TTMers. I, I really look forward to watching your posts, and I'm so <laughs> jealous when, when you stop posting. I'm like, that dick, he's collecting the 69 set. <laughs> I got another 1980 coming in the mail today, and I actually don't know who it is. Um, so 
it's one I did not expect to get back, I think. So we'll see. I post Very on my All right, one, one last question. Did the Celtics just choke that game seven away? Oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, they just didn't have it. They just didn't have it. Sometimes sometimes someone is just has a cheat code, and Jimmy Butler, he's just meant to be this year, I think. And uh, Although I do think the Nuggets are going to stomp him. But I think so, too. I think they're going to sweep him on each league. I think they're going to uh, Butler will get him one game, but yeah, I, I agree. They're going to, they're going to wreck him. <laughs> all right, pal. Best yeah. of luck. And, and we'll be talking with you. All right. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right. Guys, getting the value of your trading cards has never been easier. Thanks to the free collects app. And now you can buy and sell cards with other collectors with a million collectors on the app. You could find just about anything. Build your PC, sell off your cards for top dollar and trade up to get your grail card. Or if you're just looking to manage your collection, try Collects Pro, where you can export your collection, print checklists, and much more. Download Collects, C-O-L-L-X, for free on the App Store or Google Play. Drew, this guy puts us to shame. No kidding. Jeez. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I watch his, he posts on, he's Boston Card Chase on, Chaser on, uh, on Instagram and I watch his stuff and I'm like, geez, Nick, I can't believe you're getting all these guys. He's a great TTM or he writes these great letters to these guys. And uh, he just, he, he, he has a way of yeah, getting, okay. getting guys to sign. And he's just, he's just an awesome TTMer. So uh, I, I always look forward to what's next from Nick. And so hopefully you guys enjoyed my, my interview with Nick that I think it wraps up collector's corner. Yep. Next up is making, making the grade. The grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. With the summer just around the corner, baseball cards are heating up. Send your MLB stars, rookies, and prospects cards to CSG Cards for grading. Protect your PC and get your cards in the best holders in the hobby. Whether it's cards of Shohei Otani, Corbin Carroll, or Drew Jones, CSG Cards offers fast turnaround times with low grading fees. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. Go to csgcards.com. Making the grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community, and we just finished May. May 2023. I can't believe it. May 2023. So we have some grading numbers from our friends at Gemrate. We do indeed. For the entire month of May, overall card grading activity has declined since April. 14% drop there, but a 2% increase since last year. So uh, kind of mixed numbers right there. ESA hit the 1 million mark. 1 million, 1.01 million. So 1 million, 10,000 cards getting graded. It's down 18% since April, but up 14% since last year. SGC saw 88,000 cards go through their offices, down 7% since April, down 8% since last year as well. Uh, CGC, 68,000 cards, up 19% since April, down 16% since uh, last year. And Beckett, 66,000 cards went through their offices, up 17% over April, down 26% though since last year. Very cool. That wraps up May grading numbers. And at, you know, Drew, you and I report these every week, so we can see that there's been a uh, a drop in grading, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's get right into the big, three. The big three. The big three, the big three, time for the big three. This week's big three is brought to you by Gemrate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at Gemrate.com. 
The big three is an exclusive uh, statistics that we get numbers from our friends at gemrate.com, sponsored by gemrate.com. What, what we do is we look at the three razors and the three fallers. I don't know. We still haven't come up with a good one for that yet, Drew. From yeah. the previous week, um, grading, of course, was down 4% over last week. But the top three uh, risers of um, this past week were uh, Acuna Jr. was up 18%. Basketball hoopster Chet Holmgren, 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 Holmgren. Chet yeah. Holmgren. I'll get it right. Chet Holmgren <laughs> was up seven percent, and Shaq, Shaq was up six percent. His 1992 top rookie card and his 1992 upper deck traded card were both up, so that contributed to his uh, why he was on the risers. Drew, can you believe was on the the fallers this week? Yeah, it's kind of a surprise. I mean, the 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 bottom three from the week, we've got a Willie Mays, a 54% drop in his cards getting graded. Hank Aaron, a 53% drop in uh, grading of his cards as well. And Patrick Mahomes, a 41% decrease. So uh, some big names there on the bottom three. I would take any card of any of those three guys. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's their current card or, or whatever. Yeah, insert card, I it's three guys that I love. Yeah. Well, that we, thank you. That wraps up our big three from our friends at gemrate.com. We want to thank uh, Ryan and his team for continually coming through with cool statistic and uh, gemrate.com. If you just go to, if you need any grading statistics from any of the, the four major grading companies, check them out. Gemrate.com, a great company. Well, Drew, that wraps up making the grade. I think we'll talk a little TTMcast stamp of approval. Yes. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTMcast stamp of approval. I feel like I'm going through puberty. My voice is cracking. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what it is today. <laughs> don't know what it is. I'm just uh, I'm losing it. Yeah. Well, you want to do yours first because yours is a little personal, and then and then then I'll I can do mine. Yeah, I was just uh, my uh, stamp of approval for this week has to go to the IT department of up at Panini. So. As you know, I've been talking about this. We had the break in there. I work there. I work from home, actually, for uh, for them. But still, that requires a lot of stuff from the IT department to be able to keep us online, to be able to keep me connected from home to everything up in the office, to keep everything around the office going, to keep, I mean, it is the nerve center of the company. And so when that got hit during this burglary, it's like, oh, crap, what do we do now? How long is it going to take to get uh, everything back up and running? How long is it going to take to get all these backups and stuff done? Because I remember about, uh, God, when was this? Nine years ago. It was right after about it, just before I'd hit my first year there, we had a catastrophic failure of the photo server. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> we didn't have that one backed up very well either. And, oh, man, that led to some, uh, that led to everything really hitting the fan there for a couple of weeks there. And fortunately, we were able to get everything put back in that we had saved. And in, I mean, in hindsight, kind of actually also helped us get rid of some stuff we didn't need for a bit there. So. <laughs> But we got everything uh, put back in and everything. And so uh, just, yeah, knowing that uh, they needed to have everything backed up really well, they've started doing that. And they've started doing that as much as they can. We've actually moved uh, all of our stuff off to a different server for photos, not even in the building there. It's often uh, we just do it uh, online out of a different company. But uh, they were able to get everything from uh, totally not operating at all on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, whenever we first uh, – started trying to get the pieces picked up to now, as of this afternoon, I had a fully functional computer that I could log into. So being able to get everything back up and running that quickly. And uh, hopefully we'll have all the other servers that we need to get onto up and running here soon as well. So because of that, Panini's IT department gets my stamp of approval for this week. Very good. Thank you. Good, good job. 
two thumbs up to Penny's IT department. Good job, guys. Hey, my stamp approval is a, a movie. It was it was in the movie theater, and now it is available on Amazon Prime. It is called Air, and it is all about um, the recruiting of Michael Jordan uh, by Nike. And it, it, it was really interesting. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon are, are the stars of it, and um, it was shot here. Most of it was shot here in Massachusetts, so that was kind of cool. And it was really um, interesting how uh, Michael Jordan wanted to go to Adidas. He was an Adidas guy, and how they... They courted um, him and recruited him over to Nike and really changed the course of, of Nike, right? Nike went yeah. from being just a kind of a running shoe company to, to one of the, the, the powerful players in the game. And uh, the guy that played um, David Falk, who is Jordan's uh, manager, was really good. And um, the woman that played Michael Jordan's mother was really good. And it was just a, a really, it's a really good movie. Uh, about an hour and a half. It's well worth your time. Uh, check it out if you have Amazon Prime. It is air. I highly recommend it. That gets my TTM cast stamp of approval for the week. All right. I think that closes out stamp approval, Drew. Next yeah, up, I think so. the Vern Rap Minute. Vern Rapp Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rapp, who I had sent out a TTM request prior to, uh, after he had passed away, right? I always get the priors yes. and afters mixed up. I don't know why. <laughs> tenses. Problem with yep. the tenses. But I sent out a TTM request to Mr. Vern Rapp after he had passed. So we do this as a um, service to our fellow TTMers, uh, to let know people who passed away in the world of sports, celebrity, music, and politics. And this week we lost a bunch of people, including John Beasley. You might not recognize the name, but he was in Rudy. He played one of the coaches, one of the Notre Dame coaches. He was the linebacker coach that was that was kind of Rudy's coach. And uh, he's been in a lot of movies, including Walking Tall, Mighty Ducks, and all sorts of other thing, things. Uh, John Beasley was 79 years old. We lost uh, Ray Fortin. He was a defenseman for the St. Louis Blues from 1967 to 1970. Played 92 NHL games. He eventually was traded to the LA Kings, but never played a game for them at all. Was uh, just in the minors after that. His last TTM was in 2021. Ray Fortin was 82 years old. We lost Mike De La Hose. Mike De La Hose played for the Cleveland Indians, the uh, Braves in both Milwaukee and Atlanta and the Reds from 1960 to 1969. I, I know he only played one, he played one game with the Reds in 69. So, oh, wow. but he did play for the Reds. He was a utility infielder. He played 494 MLB games. He had 25 home runs and 115 uh, RBIs during his career. He was a very good TTMer. Uh, I know he's in, he featured in a lot of the cards in the 60s. Mike De La Hose was 84 years old. Uh, we lost Dale Willis this week. He was a pitcher with the Kansas City A's, same hat that I'm wearing today. Uh, pitched for him in 1963. He had an 0-2 record. His last TTM was in 2021. Dale Willis was 85 years old. 
This one's a little surprising to me. He's uh, kind of a younger guy. Mike Young. Mike Young was an outfielder for the Baltimore Orioles, Philadelphia Phillies, the Brewers, and the Cleveland Indians from 1982 from to 1989. He had 72 home runs and 235 RBIs during his career. 1987 was his best year with the Orioles. He had 28 home runs and 81 RBIs. He was a very good TTM. Mike Young was only 63 years old. I know, I remember Young was definitely featured in the 86 and 87 top set and uh, a little surprised that, that someone so so young passed away. I think he he got sick uh, down. He was down in South America, and I think he mm. he had a heart attack down there. So oh, wow. uh, we lost Mike Young. He was 63 years old. Yep, he was in the 89 set as a brewer as well. I definitely remember that one just before he went to the Indians there. He was a guy, he always looked like he was a lot older than he actually was. Yeah, he was a pretty good player. I remember him as an Oriole. He was a pretty good player. Yeah. Uh, We lost Michael Norell this week from Emergency. He was an actor in the show, also uh, wrote a few episodes of it as well. Played Captain Hank Stanley. Also wrote episodes of The Love Boat and Nash Bridges throughout his uh, career in Hollywood. Michael Norell was 85 years old. If you watch Emergency, which I do, he's the guy that always would... would, um, would do the 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 radio from they would say okay we have a a a, a, a fire here at so and so and he would go okay KMG one through five and and then off, off they would go we, nice. I really I really liked him he was a, he was a, a good a good guy I'm a big firm fan of Emergency Are you Emergency guy uh, I've never seen it actually really it. oh it's a fun yeah. show I like Emergency and um, Adam Twelve and Dragnet and all all those old seventy shows you know <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, we lost Lou Marcon. Lou Marcon was a defenseman with the Detroit Red Wings from 59 to 63. He played it in 63 games, 60 games in the NHL. Lou Marcon was 88 years old. Another hockey player we lost was uh, Willie Marshall. Marshall played from 1953 to 58 with the Toronto Maple Leafs, but really made his uh, his mark as an AHL player. Spent 20 seasons down there in the top minor league. Holds the records for the most goals, points, assists, hat tricks, and games played across the AHL's history. In fact, the Willie Marshall Award is in his honor for whoever scores most goals each year in the AHL. Got him 33 games up in the NHL from 53 to 58, and he's a member of the AHL's Hall of Fame. Willie Marshall was 91 years old. You know what? Willie must have loved hockey, right? Because if you he spent 20 seasons in the, in the AHL, you must have really loved hockey, right? Yeah, and I mean, those are the guys who have the best stories, too. I mean, a guy like a Willie Marshall, like a Fred Glover. Willie O'Ree played 20 years in the WHL, for God's sake. And these, those, to me, are the guys that have better stories than, like, you know, the Gretzky's and the Lemieux's and the big-name guys ever, that you find. Well, that wraps up the Vern Rap Minute. We are uh, sorry, sorry for your loss. Condolences to friends and family. Next up, Drew, we'll do a little TTM Returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM Returns. So as we were talking in the in the the beginning of the show, Drew, that TTM is just cyclical. Sometimes there's some weeks where they they just keep coming and coming and coming, and there's some weeks where they don't come. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'll have a day where I get nine of them back, and then I'll have a week where I get absolutely nothing. You never know. Yeah. So I I'll do mine first, and then you because we both had three returns. Yeah. Uh, mine were all longer than than uh, a month or two. They've <laughs> all been kind of out there. So I got Carl Mecklenburg on an eighty. Um, Six tops card, which was nice. nice. I, had, uh, I had sent that out a while ago when I got him. Uh, I know Carl's a great TTMer, but he kind of runs hot and cold, right? Yes, he does. I've had so I've sent him twice. I had one that took like two months, and I had one that took I think two and a half years. Yep. And then I got Rick Miller from the Red Sox. He was a Red Sox outfielder and a California Angels outfielder, um, and 
he was kind of the fourth outfielder in all those Red Sox teams back in the 70s. He's another guy that kind of runs hot and cold. And I got him on his 86 and 87 tops cards. Uh, and again, it took a while. It, yeah. This was this was a while. And I know he's one of those guys that, again, he could turn, return in two weeks or he could return in two years. So uh, very ha happy to get Rick Miller back. And then finally, I got Ron uh, Behagen, who was a, a basketball player in the 70s. I got him on his 74 tops card. That one was out probably three months anyway. And he played for the Kansas City Kings. And uh, it was I, I, I had had that one out for a, a little while, so I'm glad I got that back. So I uh, I had I hadn't got I hadn't sent out any requests in probably two or three weeks now. So yesterday I sent out 15 baseball Hall of Famers. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, might as well. It's worth a try. Yeah, it's you know a lot of guys like Wade Boggs and, and Burp Lilevin and the guys that you know most of these guys sign. But I hadn't sent a, I hadn't sent out to a lot of these guys in a year or two. So I figured okay let's let let's get some Hall of Fame returns. Get some good good Hall of Fame returns. So I sent out 15. I'm gonna probably send out another eight or ten that I still have like Juan Marshall and, and mm -hmm. guys like that, that I know sign, but I'm going to, I'm going to do that, finish, finish that up this week. And hopefully I can have some baseball hall of famers in my, in my successes, you know? Nice. Nice. No, no rookie cards. Cause I got most of those guys rookie cards, but I just went at, I, I was going through a bunch of cards and I, I pulled a bunch of their cards and I was like, Oh, I'd like, I think I'd like to get that card signed or that yeah. card looks cool. would look cool signed. So that was my, my uh, direction this week. So that wraps up my TTM returns to the week. Uh, Drew, how'd you do? I was going to ask you real quick before we go on to mine. Rick Miller, did you send any money with his at all? I did not. That might be part of it. Cause I know I've seen, uh, some people send five bucks. And they get it back pretty quick. It may be something like that where, you know, he'll put the money ones with a little priority and he'll wait a little bit on the ones that don't. So that might be part of it. Cause I know when I sent him a few weeks ago, it got back maybe two, two, three week turnaround on it. So yeah, he sent back his 86 and uh, 85 and 86 cards. I, I, okay. I thought it was 87, but it was his 85 and 86 cards. Nice signatures, really nice signatures. Oh, yeah. So, um, but I did not send any money. Okay. Well, let's see here. What did I get this week? So I had uh, two that came in on Tuesday, which are two hall of famers that came in on the same day. And uh, I kind of knew both of them might be coming th in this week because uh Friend of mine posts on Facebook having gotten the uh, football Hall of Famer on this. I'm like, oh, geez, hope mine come back soon too, because it's been a few months since I sent that one. And then other people started getting this baseball Hall of Famer back, and it's like, okay, that's that's good. Hopefully, mine will be right behind it too. And that was exactly the case. Ozzie Newsom was the one from the football Hall of Fame sent via the Ravens. Took about this is about a six month turnaround on this. He's yeah, he used to be really was, good, and then I, yeah, I think it, since it, he's it retired, he's really slowed down. Yeah, it varies quite a bit. It might take a month. It might take six months as this one showed. So yeah, you never know what you're going to get, but Hey, I got it back. That's all that matters to me. So uh, happy to get those ones in. And from the baseball hall of fame, it was Larry Walker sent to his home address down in Florida, sent one of his rookie cards. He's a one per signer and personalizes, but it's a hall of famer. I mean, that's, that's, I will take that any day. Any hall of fame wants to sign for free for me. I will gladly take just one out of that. Yep. I agree. Yep. So uh, moving on to Wednesday uh, from Sweden, I got back uh, Thomas Janssen, who is in the 88, 89 top set. You're the best. <laughs> I sent out four to Sweden all on the same day. They're all from that one set. And Janssen is the first one to get back to me. So uh, very happy to get that one. Signed uh, all the cards I sent out to him. So uh, yeah, got a set hit out of that. And so yeah, those are three TTMs. I also had my uh, private signing from Jose Canseco did indeed get back to me on Saturday. So Jeff, you can see that one right there. Got that yeah. 86. Uh, what was Canseco? Is he $10 a card? Uh, 15 a card. So 15 a card. Yeah, he does that through uh, Mike McGuire, and uh, this one was through um, Jamie Blythe, the guy's name. Yep. He does uh, signings on sportscollectors.net, but 
Got all four of uh, Conseco's big rookie cards done. That's the Donruss, the Fleer, the Fleer update, and the Tops traded. You're going to send all out signed. the Eric Plunk one? I am probably going to do that just to say that I've got the whole thing completed there. So I think, uh, I know Plunk will do it free, but he also will, uh, he does, he takes stuff through uh, past pros as well for like five bucks. So I'll probably do that just to have some extra, extra insurance on it, basically. Very cool. And you've been doing really well, really well with the rookie cards. All time rookie yeah, cards. I've gotten several of them in here. I've got a, I've still got to sort them in, but I've got a pile right here of Hall of Fame and solid name rookie cards there, basically, that I still need to sort in. So it's like the four consakers there. You got the Larry Walker, Leroy Jordan, Ken Anderson, um, Dirk Nowitzki, and Dominic Hasek, and then just a couple other random Hall of Fame cards there. So, yeah. Very cool. You're doing, doing a good job. Better than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that wraps up our returns. I think, Drew, you want to wrap this thing up? I think so. I think we are set. All right, let's put a bow on it, guys. We're going to close this out. And this is how it ends. First, I want to thank Nick Andrews, collector Nick Andrews, CTM or Nick Andrews. Thank you, Nick. Also, Clemente Lise, regular contributor. Clemente was on in for June. He'll be on again in July. I want to thank Jeff Owens, who was on last Wednesday, this past Wednesday, editor of Sports Collectors Digest. Also, next week, we have Brandon Versal from The Cards Life. He will be on Wednesday, right? We're going to talk, uh, they're celebrating their third anniversary, starting their third season. So we can talk to Brandon about the great show that he that uh, he works with, with Matt Strom. We have a, we have a, a special uh, collector. He's, he's called Star Wars Card Crazy Collector on Instagram. And we're going to talk a little Star Wars cards. I, you know, I love Star Wars cards, so we're going to talk a little... Um, vintage Star Wars cards and new Star Wars cards with him. Also, we have Les Wolf on, and we're going to start working with Les on um, doing appraisals. So if you have anything that you'd like to send in for Les to appraise, we aren't, we're not going to appraise this week, but we will pra probably appraise. I'm saying we're not going to appraise next week, but we'll probably appraise in two weeks. So if you want to send anything to Les to get appraised, please send it to us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. That's right, guys. I want to congratulate our winners of the uh, Jude Druang, guys. Thanks for entering. We'll, those cards will be going out. I know a bunch of guys that won the card cradle have been sending me pictures. So hopefully you guys are enjoying the card cradle. That was a great um, interview with Jeff Parker from the card cradle. And I want to thank him for uh, donating some card cradles for our listeners. And guys, we just have fun. That's what Drew and I do, right? We just talk, yep. talk collecting, talk DTM. And uh, we have fun. So if you have any questions for Drew and I, you want to be on the show, we love uh, collectors, fellow collectors, people that are passionate about the collecting. So send us an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com. I want to thank all our, all the new listeners out there, guys. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Let your friends know what we're doing. Our regular guys that have been with us since day one, we thank you as well. We love you guys. Thank you. I think that is it, Drew. I am going to head to the Red Sox game tomorrow. You have a great weekend, and we will back, be back again on Wednesday. Wednesday with Brandon Versal. Guys, many happy, return, happy returns. We'll see you on Wednesday. Be good. Hey.